0: نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part, in you. and that all gratitude is for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the Sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the generous, eternal Friend, and send salutations of Allah on all of His prophets and His apostles, and on the Messiah, the Anointed One, and on the Mahdi, the God, and on the mujeda the Reformer which was all sent from Allah We send greetings and we send peace
1: throughout the mountainous
0: universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The Man of the Hour airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAG Radio.
1: Refer to the
0: same question.
2: I know what you're trying to say. Um, she says it was them.
0: The average person in here doesn't have seven clones. But let's say there are five men that control the Bilderberg Society. Bilderberg Society, five men rule the world. A ram corporation. Each one of them have a clone. Each one of them had that clone produce copies of themselves. The body parts, We have special doctors that are responsible for keeping them together. Uh, let's say um, he has face cancer. Have uh, you noticed, uh, at one point, his whole face was swelling up and eating away. If anybody knows something about terminal cancer, they would not be able to just pull it away and patch him up like that, it doesn't work like that. Once it starts to eat the cells away, that's it. You have a very limited amount of time and it becomes down a Now, if you look at it all of a sudden, this whole big mass is gone, or had this big growth on his nose a cancer. And all of a sudden, you know, he disappears for a little while, goes away, goes into the jaw, comes back to,
2: and it's not there. He no longer has a nose problem. So they have ways now What they're doing is They have the cell tips they work with. And they have a the problem with making it
0: public in America because they have to go into the fetus and take cells
2: in the fetus that can rebuild cells what I'm saying now sounds crazy, but if you go in the computer, you can investigate cell tips, they call them, and they rebuild cells. So if you have, uh, let's say, um, MS, or some kind of brain damage, now they have a means by which they can take out of a baby's
0: seeded cells, inject them into your brain cells, it'll cling on, and begin to reproduce fresh blood cells, actually regrow cells. But it's, the conflict is every time they do that, they have to eliminate a baby. They have to kill a baby, so now they're trying to take control of Africa and other countries where they don't mind eliminating babies in order to sustain their life. Ugly is a sad truth, but it's the truth. So, like, say the Anunnaki and beings of that caliber had clones. The ancient Egyptians had clones. The so-called pharaohs had clones made themselves, so that in the event they're doing their life, they suffered from some type of terminal disease. There, the alchemists could immediately replace that. There was no fear of rejection, because. They you They you know six to eight weeks determines whether or not your blood is going rejected. There was no fear of that. And that's what it means when they say they. They're talking about those physicians. And in the take, let's say in the time of Amozza, um, the physicians would be under Ayamhotep. That was his high priest. And beneath in the time of Tutankhamen, he would be I. The high priest would be I. He had a bunch of men under him, which were called the royal god of Amen Ra. And they were high priests. They would be sometimes kill depicted artwork with an islam on, a single white robe, bald head, no hair. And they shaved all his body. Anything was bacteria-attractive, they didn't have any Were pure white robes all the time. They always showed them, in any book you on know, Egyptian, they show you these men, they call them wabs, or priests in Egypt. Well, these men knew the sciences. They were like scientists. They know about their bombing. They know about cloning. They know about alchemy, altering molecules. They just were learning. They got their knowledge
2: from beings who came from beyond the stars here which sounds crazy in America until, when we speak of beings coming from beyond the stars, it sounds like it's crazy until you talk to a Christian in America and you say, where did Jesus come from? And they go, huh? Yeah, well, where did Jesus come from? According to your Bible, Jesus said, I am from above, you are from beneath. Jesus said, I come down from the Father. As long as you're talking UFOs and you keep it in that terminology of UFOs,
0: it sounds crazy. But when you turn around and just say, let's get for real, where did Jesus come from? They'll say, before he came to earth, he had to have been someplace. If you say he came, they will say, well, Jesus came from heaven. The next question is, where is heaven? The definition of heaven, of course,
2: to them is up there. Up there, where? Up there somewhere. Okay, good. you don't know exactly where he came, but you do know he came from up there, then you are admitting that he came to this earth from some other place where he lived. Did he have a seat beside
0: his father there? They'll say, well, according to the Bible, of course, Jesus sat on the right side of his father while up there. So they speak there. Were the angels there, the heavenly hosts? Um, according to the Bible, there were heavenly hosts
2: there. And the heavenly hosts, were they new or did they wear robes? Or so when Jesus appears in visions or when the Blessed Mother Mary appears in visions, they always are garb in white robes, etc. So they have robes there. Yes, uh, when you read the holy books, it speaks about paradise and the fruits of paradise and the pure water of paradise and the gifts that we're going to get when we get to heaven. Which are very similar to the things we already have here on Earth, but they're completely
0: timeless. But slowly, but surely, we're being confronted with the
2: reality that there's a place somewhere there where they go, a specific place, and in that place, there's seats and people talk. Because in fact, in Genesis chapter three, God is walking in the garden talking. Well, either God was talking to Himself when Adam and Eve heard them, but it says they heard God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So he was actually moving about. So what was he doing? Talking to somebody. A group of people so they heard him. So you wouldn't hear him if there was no concrete, he didn't have no lifts on his shoes. You wouldn't hear him and he walking around the sandals on sand. You won't hear nobody walking on sand in the cool of the day. So it must be having a conversation. Who was God talking to? Other beings that are on his equal or beneath them or above him. They have to be in one of those things, They have to be either higher than him, equal to him, or beneath him. But whatever it is, there's other people there. If there's a seat on the right side, I don't why you would mention having a seat on the right side is because there must be a seat on the left side. So if Jesus is sitting on the right side because he's good, then on the left side sits says Satan. But Satan can't be there no more because Revelation 12 says Satan was thrown out of heaven and can't come back no more. So there's an
0: empty seat on the left side. But as you add these ridiculous little things together, they sound like mumbo-jumbo. They come down to a reality that there is a place where Jesus came from. And there's a place that Jesus wants us to go to. And he says, where I am, you may be also. But the point is, if he says that where I am, you may be also, if
2: we go and look at that literally, he's saying, I am somewhere and you're over there. And I want you here. And to find out where that, we simply go
0: to the Lord's Prayer. Where is that here? Well, Jesus said, I want you to pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven. So now he's separating himself from earth beings and saying there is a heaven, and our
2: Father is there. If all we have to do that. If we take it from the religious and just blindly go by faith and say, well, you know, I'm not going to address these find those points, then we're not worthy to be there, simply because it says you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So we're supposed to know these things, otherwise God would have never put them in the Bible. He didn't want us to find them. he never gave us the intelligence to find them. He wouldn't give the heathen
0: the intelligence to rage, because God controls all the intellect in the
2: boundless universe. So if someone speaks against God, God allowed him to do it for a specific reason. He wants that question raised. He wants that doubt in Thomas to exist, because by doubt in Thomas, he can confirm the truth. If there's no doubt in Thomas,
0: how do I get to the truth if I don't have somebody saying, well, I know God personally?
2: And then there's some guy in the congregation who says, you don't know God. God arranged both of those situations. The cuckoo says, I know God personally, and the guy that says, you don't know God. He says, yes, I know God. Well, where's God? Oh, God's in heaven. He talks to my heart. Okay, now the situation changed. God talks to your heart. God talks to everybody I thought you meant that you knew him personally Like I know this guy And he talks to me like me and him sitting in the bar having a bed That's a big difference It's nothing like that So when he's making reference to they He's speaking of a place
0: where beings are And those beings walk and talk with God And they're called the heavenly host. In fact one man in the Bible Called Enoch Was so good That God didn't even let him die it says in the Bible, God translated him and took him to himself, and took him to himself. And Enoch didn't even die a mortal death. So now, Enoch in the Bible didn't die a mortal death, then he was still in a physical form. And if God took him and translated him out of this planet somewhere, he went there in what? A physical form. If Elijah in the Bible, teacher of Elias, took a chariot to the heavens, physically, they saw him go up into the sky physically, then what? There must be some place up there where people meet physically. And Jesus ascended before the disciples physically and they watched him as they say
2: in the Bible, go through the clouds. Correct? That's what it says in the Bible. You can change the Bible to make it suit your religious belief. But if you want to say literally, it says Jesus went
0: up through the clouds and the disciples watched him disappear in the clouds. He was in
2: physical form. This was not from the cross, What they call it when he uh, saw the spirits of Elijah and he saw the spirits of Moses and he had that transfiguration, as they call it, to transform one figure to another. And they said he was illuminated, but he was still physical. Because in order for you to be illuminated, you must have some physical. You can't light a light bulb without a filament. You need that filament inside there to get the light. Now, when the light comes out the bulb, it appears to be something untangible. But if you trace the light back, it cuts back to that bulb, cuts back to that filament, cuts back to those wires, cuts into that force, cuts into that electricity, which is visible. So there are beings there. We have got to come into that reality that there are beings with God. Whether we want to call them angels or by whatever term that makes us feel good, if you want to call them extraterrestrials, if you like the color green and you call them little green men, that's your brother, that's your individual choice,
0: as long as you do acknowledge that there are beings with God. Now, in Africa,
2: they may chose to acknowledge all of these beings and give them all separate names. And then we, as Christians, may look at them
0: and say, that's paganism. And then they'll say, well, what about the saints?
2: Or well, we'll say, well, that's different. But they say, what's the difference? You got God the Father We say, that's life, Heavenly Father. And Jesus, the Son of God, he said, that's right. And the Blessed Mother Mary, they go, that's right. He and the Holy Ghost, they go, that's right. They say, well, that's four. He said, no, that's one. That's three and one, that's Trinity. They'll no, you can't say it's three and one because that's the two other people. But when we, in Africa, break our gods all up into a whole bunch of gods, we say all of them are one. So if you go talk to an ancient Egyptian, he'll say, all the gods come into one God at whom? Right? You say, well, there's Amun Ra
0: and there's Bethlehem. They'll say, yeah, but all of them are qualities of the one God. If you talk to a Muslim, you'll say, Allah is one. They say, well, he say, We have 99 names. They say, yeah, well, all of these are attributes or qualities of this one God.
2: You see where the trick is coming in? Once we get into the reality that we at the third level of manifestation, that there's a higher level of being and then between
0: us and those higher level of beings, there's angelic beings. And then it comes down to us who are physical and angelic beings. So when beings came to this world, they had to be assured that their mission would be completed. So
2: they had people that said, we're going to keep his body intact while he does this mission. So they made duplicates of him.
0: And it sounds
2: crazy today,
0: but... If I told you about a television on your wrist
2: 10 years ago, you would have laughed. If I would have told you you were putting frozen food inside of a little box of electricity and pushing buttons and in three minutes you have a meal, I would have told you that 45 years ago, you would have thought I was crazy. If I would have told you there was going to be cloning people, you would have thought that was
0: insane. All those things that appeared to be insane yesterday are realities now. Bringing people back to life. Young know, people who
2: die in the hospital. The doctors come in. There's no blood circulation, There's no pulse. The person is literally dead. The doctors walk out the room. Pull the sheet over the patient's face. let you mean know, they're making a death report? Come back in. The person is sitting up. They say I had a near-death experience. The doctor says near my butt. You were dead. But how do they present that? a medical society where there is no rules in the books of people who die and come back. Simply because this society haven't got that far as to mesh medical and religion. Because they won't marry the two, they don't leave room for those things, so they'll say, well, maybe they were dead. The person said, well, tell you sir. I was floating around the room
0: and tell people what they saw them doing during the period that they were laying there supposedly dead.
2: They got to do what? Well. well, we can't explain that right now, but we're sure in time we'll have an explanation. Well, of course, in time they had television. I was living when there was no television. There was no thing about human beings walking around on a screen. My mother's sitting right here. She was living when this was living. You always have a parent
3: around
0: this makes you feel young. Even if
2: you're old. Some of us spoken in here were living when things didn't exist
0: such that you take for granted. Like the children today, the reason why the children are crazy, but that was referred to as an instant replay life. You know what that means? Years ago if we wanted to watch Joe Lewis in them box, they'd all stoop down
2: in front of a radio. And everybody listening for the man narrated. We didn't see them on television, let alone misdemeanor program a machine that
0: takes the fight while I'm out somewhere else. I come back in and go quip and watch the fight. Was that possible when you're legit?
2: No way. You want to know what's going on with the children today? The
0: children today have this concept that life can be stored and picked
2: up later. So when you're talking to them and say, listen, you got to get your life together now they're going to come. <laughs> Now you better start doing Mm that. He said, listen, nigga, talk talk straight up, nigga. You better start studying right now. So you gotta get a couple dollars going to the party? Tomorrow's Monday, nigga, you gotta go to school.
0: Mm -hmm. They know that they can videotape, or what do they call it
2: when kids can't read this thing now? hooked on products. The only hook on fathers we got was our grandparents hooking us upside the damn head if we didn't study. It's about going out to the movies on Saturday until your room was clean. These kids
0: got everything on instant replay. And until we destroy that system, we'll never be able to change the children. So I'm saying the things that appear to be abnormal today are going to be every day. I mean, talking to dead people is going to be as simple as knowing your relative's
2: telephone number. To the other side. You say, well, Uncle So-and-so died to you for months ago he was a hell of a carpenter. I'm trying to build this project, and I don't know what to do. And you say, well, his father said, like, Well, my brother, oh shit, his tongue is, you know, let's be good. Seven, 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 seven. <laughs> 777. You don't go and say, seven, 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 hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm fine. How you feel? How am I feeling dead, huh? I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> how you feel? You the one with all the aches and pains. So that might be a sense of humor from the other side. <laughs> they find us sitting there with a toothpaste. You with me? How do you know? If that's not gonna be as
0: normal as turning on a TV, how do we know that? Plus, uh, a stealth plane, a hover jet, on an television, announcement they were showing a plane, that goes up like this, boom, and takes off. Right? Before All we know was bust, bust was it like, figure
2: <laughs> out a way to throw the plane, but now it goes up in the air and goes, boom. The United States is saying, tag, if we'd have had these back in the First World War, so we could have injure their bus, and system and time says, but you didn't. But don't doubt the possibility
0: of talking to spirits on the telephone. Don't doubt anything when you live in this day and time, and you see the technology that exists today. You understand? I was just driving along with a young fella, and he got this um, detective
2: for radar. I don't have one in my car, you know. I didn't think about it. I said, like, what's that thing? It's going, <laughs> what's that? He said, you know, um. See the box over there? I said, yeah, one box says somebody else got one. Said, somebody got one what? One. Well, said, yeah, and he's telling you that somebody's got one? yeah. Then another drink. I said, yeah. yeah, what's well, that? He said, someone's activating a microwave oven. I'm like, we're sitting in a vehicle driving along 127, and somebody's cooking their food in their house, and we're seeing it in the car. You mean tell me them frequencies are in the air like that? Because of microwave? Oh, yeah, this air, if it fills up, that means the police is there. The whole screen fills up, I mean, the police, I can watch the police, I can see, it. and all I know, I didn't notice, you know, I'm talking, this is today, all you guys I are mean, like, you didn't know, nah, you know, like, I can, all the time I've been being chased by these cops, I've can one of them, <laughs> <hand-off. laughs> you ever had one you all young folks, they okay, for granted sometimes, we old folks miss stuff, because we don't even know, let's just come and tell your pops, yo, pop. guess what's new, your mom, I'm sitting around from watching the black and white television, you know, I don't know, you know, sometimes I let her know in 3D TV, Think they got out now
0: with three man. They got movies on the internet where you don't even have to go to the cinema any longer. Yeah. Don't doubt anything because that's a tactic of the devil to make you unprepared for God's power by making you think that it must be within the power of man to be real. And if God's power surpasses man, God can make things
2: happen and does. So there'd be no inventions or no creations or nothing if God didn't put the thought in the minds of people. so no, Einstein was dumb
0: as heck. Now, you know why I say that? Because as smart as he appeared to be, he smoked. But when he was smoking, they hadn't gotten to the point yet where they
2: realized how much cancer damage he was doing to himself. But every time they show you, Einstein was supposed to be such a genius. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's got a pipe in his mouth. He, I'm saying, this guy invented atomic bomb you know, all three molecules, and he didn't figure out that he was killing himself with cancer.
2: They plan a plan, and God plans a plan, and God's the best to plan this. Because of how intelligent he appeared to be, he was stupid when it comes down to something that simple. That we, or
0: they, sister, that you was asking about, is pertaining to being that protected. Today they got it, too. But we don't have it. We don't have that
2: privilege or that.
0: Luxury. I mean, you get hit by a truck out there, you know, <laughs> that's it for our But those rich folks up there, they got body parts. They got to force themselves to die. People just live on. You know, they got some people like Bob Hope. Bob Hope is older than Santa Claus. <laughs> I hate to talk about our own late president Carter. But Carter is jumping out of planes at 80. Anybody who jumps out of plane, know your body's not equipped to jump out of no plane at 80. You
2: can't even jump off the toilet, <laughs> So he must have conditioning. What I was going to ask is, uh, do these bodies that they've got, are they in places or are they living and then they just
0: uh, pick them up off the street or something? <laughs> <laughs> I like to say they bring them over speed. That sounds like a movie. I like to work with that. No, once they clone these bodies, they speed up their cell phone, they put them in a suspended animation. They have what's called pyrogenics,
2: right? Now, the thing that's wrong with pyrogenics is the brain cannot be reactivated. It turns to mush once it's frozen.
0: But they've proven that most other organs in the body can be revitalized. But the brain, once you do that brain contact, which is that oversoul you're talking about, so they're not concerned. So if a president has brain damage like Kennedy, when they shot him, he still lived in you know, NASA's Island for a long time, but he was in a wheelchair and he was brain dead. So they really couldn't bring him back to the forefront of politics. So he just lived his life out
2: there in Greece and Jacqueline pretended she married Onassis, and that's how the story went. But it didn't stop the because now everybody eyes like what the heck? I just realized what I'm saying is new to some people I'm just by to look up your face. I know dying, okay, you always think Kennedy died at all. Okay he did. All right, what else? Anybody got a question? <laughs>
3: yes. I um,
1: is there a cure for sickle cell? Yes.
2: Yeah. There's a cure for everything, including death. And you may not believe it, because I'm hoping you young people hear me.
0: There's a cure for everything. The thing is, how long do you want to live? Right now, you think you want to live forever, right?
2: Right? But if you was Bob Hope's age, would you want to still live forever? Let's look at it this way. Now that they're on the borderline
0: of communicating with the dead, and now it has been confirmed by certain scientists that there is some form of life after death. Correct? Now they have all these psychics out there that are proving beyond a shadow of doubt that they have the ability to communicate with the dead. or well, that's what it appears to me. Ask yourself, what happens once you know for a fact that when you die, relatives will pass away to bring you over? Think about it. How many times has any and every one of us
2: decided I'm fed up with this life, I don't want to live no more. Don't lie because everybody will pretend you ain't got a little understanding of this case. Almost everybody out here at one time or another got fed up with life and said, I just had it. But you're too punky to commit suicide.
3: If
2: you thought jumping in front of a train was going to hurt. So you're still here giving us a hard time. But suppose you knew beyond
0: a shadow of doubt. Suppose you knew that once you pass, that your relatives, your greats are waiting for you and they got a hand set and they take you into a new world. Suppose they did
2: this by communicating with you before you pass, what
0: I'm
2: saying? What would happen? For one, when an officer says, pull over, <laughs> <laughs> pull over. He say about it, I said, get out of the car. <laughs> Excuse me, my English, but I'm saying you what you're saying. I don't know. I'm not getting out of the car. I'll shoot you. Whoa! <laughs> you, know, you know, big deal.
0: What about that time when all the bills, you know that time, right? and even those bills, that we thought we were getting away with because they didn't give us the bill. So we was running that telephone up and it didn't come and we like, they forgot about me. And then oh. just when well, we on Dubas Street on the corner of Ain't Got Nothing, we <laughs> on this bill
2: for $300 or $400. You're going, know, for the telephone company, oh, this is a back bill for so-and-so. Like, <laughs> and then you get busted and you say, hey, we'll get somebody to bring it over take a bear and kill over the bridge and... More fly out. <laughs> I ain't got no money to buy no food. Cause I don't to go over my girlfriend's house. I call my man. and got to
3: just
2: a I what <laughs> 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 i I just get down, go downstairs and go for a drive just to chill downstairs. <laughs> 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 to get you <laughs> I don't want to live no more <laughs> don't say you haven't been to that road before where you don't want to live no more but if you had a certain a confirmation
0: that everything is going to be all right this world would be a different place the way people get in August, there would be no such thing as road rage there'll be road incidents <laughs>
3: That's all. Get out of the car, now. You got me. I got your dungeon, you.
0: <laughs> and we're near that now. We're near that state of mind right now. We're starting to accept just by the technology. You know what I'm saying? Communication. Oh, they already passed life on other planets. But who were they saying 20 years ago if I said it was life on
2: Mars? You're crazy. Now they found life on Mars. Life on Jupiter. Not life on one planet, but life on more than one planet in our solar system. They found tri-star constellations, systems with three suns.
0: It's on the go look it up. Things that they say is impossible have become possible. So life after death, which has always been based on faith and belief, is no longer simply faith and belief. It's now possible and bending towards probable and to some, confirmed. You with me? How will that affect us as human beings? So, the answer to answer the question, they have gotten to the point where they realize now we as a people are developing spiritually to the point where we know there's a life after death. That we know that there is a really a Jesus Christ. That we know there was really angelic beings. Whatever name you use and whatever language you speak, whatever
2: country you're employed by, is now what's important. The reality is important. We know it's real now. And our attitude towards life is changing. Attitude towards work is changing. Attitude towards people are
0: changing. You follow that? And we're in that day and time now where anything is possible. Tomorrow we can flick on the television, and they tell us something we never even imagined before. before then, so we're at that period of time where life and death are becoming one. And the system is afraid to face the reality of in what direction our minds will start to elevate. Will we become gods? And does that change the definition of God when we become gods? When we reach to that level of God, the perfection in God, being his children, does God then raise for a higher level? And does that start another journey? Or does that end it? Or is that the beginning, and was this a path towards a beginning? All these questions become something to talk about. Years ago, it was simply, is there life after death? Is there
2: heaven or hell? Does God really exist? Is God there? Was Jesus a real person? etc., etc., etc.? And I explained to y'all, I to y'all before, you have two Jesuses in the Bible. I don't mean two Jesuses. But we know there's three characters. Uh, two birds of two Jesuses and two Mary in the Bible. You know, people don't want to hear that. No, no, no. My Mary is my Mary. I say, well, which one? The one that had a child in a manger or the one that had a cow under the palm tree in the desert? talking about. It sounds crazy. Well, in uh, Matthews, and then they speak
0: of the birth of a child in a manger, in the presence of wisdom. In the book of Revelation, they speak of a child born under a date palm tree in the wilderness
2: with dragons waiting to kill it, which is true. Or they both true. They'll say, well, that's the mystery about it. I don't want the mystery about it. God said, you shall know the truth. truth shall make me free. I don't want the mystery. I want the facts. If you can't give me the facts, step down off the pulpit and let somebody who God inspires
0: stand up there.
2: Let somebody who has the
0: answers be up there and get down. Stop the preaching and start the teaching. Stop trying to be a good person and just be a good teacher and let people become good people themselves.
2: But what you are, you are. What you're going to be, you're going to be. There is it's growing in you, just like the tree, whatever that thing is going to fertilize in this ground, enough, something's going to grow from here. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. I may not see it through my sand but something's going to grow there. Every person here is a God in the making. And for no other reason than God said, I put my spirit inside you, God's spirit would be no more than a seed, because it wouldn't be God.
0: I put my spirit in man, and man became what? But what's the catchword in between that? Man what? Became. He grew into. He changed into. He metamorphosized to become. I put my spirit into man and man became a living soul. See, but we got God's time and our time mixed up. We're taking became like past tense. We're still becoming. Because we're not a living soul yet, are we? What are we? We are a living body. Are we not? Now, I'll take back some of you younger folks. Your grandparents, your grandfather. I used to put my grandfather's jacket on, and I was buried in it. He wore like a 48. Grandma had hips. Half these women here
2: like little spring beans. Half the men here, we ain't got shoulder span no more. We were about anywhere from a 40 to a 42. And that's man size. There's a man boy section for men's <laughs> size. Women are buying their clothes the children's section.
0: Are we metamorphosizing? Are we becoming smaller as human beings? Yes. Just check some history. Check on our size shoe your grandfather wore. 15s. Average man now is wearing a 10. 9.5, 9, the most. Over for 15s. on up. Are we changing? Yes. What are we becoming? We're becoming less physical and more mental. We talk about little midgets and little grades. We're almost there. Kids born out of these big old heads. Ain't too many little kids whose head match their shoulders. They're talking these big old tank heads. Something's changing. Kids' eyes are bright, born. When I was a child, kids wasn't born with hair. Kids wasn't born with nails. They had to wait two to three weeks before they got nails. Remember that? Now kids come out full, nails, some with teeth.
2: Is this not a fact? I mean, we learned to work, you know what I mean? Pull, fall on one leg, then <laughs> fall on two, then move around and
0: stuff,
3: and then get up
2: and stagger and fall. Children now come on and do this. <laughs> <laughs> They're walking. What
0: does that mean? That I means God's plan is still at work. We're behind time. Misinterpretation. People not looking at the word of God.
2: That's why I said in the beginning was the. pay attention to the words of God, not the sentences of God. You can't even get past God's words and here you are trying to interpret his sentences. Let's do it word by word. I get further and further in. By the time I hit the 90 days, I had lost right at 30 pounds, and my jeans were falling off of me. I lost 53 pounds. I would say that it far exceeded my expectations. I don't even weigh 210 pounds. You've lost.
0: God breathed the breath of life into man. And man became
2: a living soul. And we're now still a living body. We don't become a living soul until the body is dead. That's the path we're on. That's the journey we're taking to become a living soul, a conscious soul. And that's the reward. The reward is to pass out of this physical body and yet still be conscious. There are lost souls.
0: There are people that die, as they say, and have no spiritual connection. they have gone. Some people don't dream. Some people don't dream. Some people don't dream in color. This is real. They don't have no spiritual connection. And when they pass, that's it. This is as far as they're going. Because they'll never make it to the state of a living soul. Man became a
2: living soul. You may say, well, became is past tense. Past tense in our time or
3: God's
2: time. So it says in the Bible, what? One day to is like a thousand years.
0: So his idea is past tense, and our idea of past tense is a great difference.
2: What is the journey then? What is the past we're on? Huh? To become a living soul. And what happens when we become conscious of that? We become in tune with that reality that we're becoming a living soul.
0: And we accept that reality. Then what? Then we're
2: God. We talked about that. It's in the Wizard of Oz. The journey led to a little person behind a mask pretending to be God. Do you realize that's why they're mad at you and I?
4: You know, that's why they're mad at Newarkians.
2: The walls the <laughs> they you know why because they say he
0: says he's God and they don't realize they told talking something in the Bible when a priest said to Jesus we're gonna stone you because you say you are God and Jesus said is it not written in the law I said ye yeah, are God they still don't try to stone him they don't like us because of our consciousness our connections with God the reality, we're starting to say, we are children of God. The Bible says God has children, and the sons of God are the daughters of man. So, if there's sons of God on earth, and there's daughters of man on earth, who are the daughters of man? And what is their destiny? For the sons of God, destiny is to return to the bosom of God. To be
2: with us and our God. To be one with God. That's our path. So there's some other people walking around the planet. Whose children are they? Huh? Children of the devil.
0: That's uh, Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. It says, I put iniquity between your seed and her seed. And we're her seed. We're even Adam's seed. So the devil has a...
2: People are walking next to you, walking with you, eating at the table with you, working with you, flying next to you on the plane,
0: sitting next
2: to you in the car. You don't even know this fool got marijuana. He didn't tell you that when he got in the car. He knew it because he purchased it. He knew it was illegal when he got in the car with you. But he didn't have the time to tell you, I got this marijuana with me. and It's illegal. Because he was going away. He was going to get rid of my house. Then the police pulled you over. And for oh, me get nigga dollar, he got to drop like this. To pull this fool, y'all. Why you pulling on This fool got the marijuana. You don't even know He said, Shut up. That is God to God. They searched him and they see you're in jail. The only way he said, man, he just messing with us. Man, this is racism. This is harassment. this is a- That was the devil sitting next to you. Now you looking for the devil to be white? That would make you feel so comfortable, so convenient. To say oh, all the white people are the devil and all the black people the god crap. If you believe that white people came from black people, then you believe the devil was black before he got
0: white. If you teach that black people existed on the planet first, and archaeologists, paleontologists, everybody agrees with that, right?
2: Then if the white man is bad, he came out of you. Then bad came out of you. So now who be the father of the devil? Who that is? <laughs> <laughs> Talk real. Who it is? Came about you then, right? You want to face that reality? Can you tell the truth about yourself, or can you only tell the truth when it's others? When the black Muslims want to stand at and say all white people are devil, and all black people are angels, crap. I got some uncles I know the devil. Now if I got uncles saying about me, I know that nigga devil. But then the end will reveal that. But it's inside, if the devil's walking with you every day. I'm
0: trying to give you a message. Y'all who are aspiring here to become one with and as and of God, be on your guard against the nearest person to you. Smiling faces tell lies. Or what? The backstabbers.
2: Watch out for that best friend. You understand? Anybody who wants to be your best friend has a purpose. Friends are not something you pick up along the way. Friendship comes from trust. How many people had people they thought were their friends and stabbed them in the back? I should say, how many people didn't? Because I know 99% of us did, and I trusted that person. And I would do anything
0: for that person if they stabbed me right in my back.
2: But you know, they tell you about a snake. Huh? You knew he was a snake when you picked him up. See, most of the time that friend was the friend who had the connections. Or the fancy car. Or knew where all the pretty girls hung out. Knew how to get in the party. That friend had all the connections and that's why you cling to that friend. That friend had the ability to of the hulks
0: around him. Or her. That friend had money all the time. I like hanging out with him or her. They knew all the sharp places to go, with the best restaurants.
2: You hear me?
0: Now when I posted that way, I put down my God. G-O-D. I put down my God. I became off God. And that's why I got stabbed in the back. And that's why I got betrayed. And that's why I got hurt. But if I stay on that one path of reality and face reality that to tomorrow, anything can
2: be saved.
0: And they might open up tomorrow and say,
2: Every day I make around $10,000. in the listening audience grab your scriptures, a pencil, and a piece of paper. Listen and learn the true meaning of the Old and New Testament of the Bible, the Psalms of David, the Lost books, and the Holy Qur'an. There are no more secrets. All false things will perish. So come and learn the undisputable teaching of the only man that has the answers to the problems of a troubled world, Said al-Mamayza al-Hadi al mahdi
0: نشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الوالي الكريم Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part? And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles. And on the Messiah, the Anointed One. And on the maski, the Guide, And on the Mujahidah, the reformer, Which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.
2: And now, The True Light, featuring al-Sayyid Isa al-Hadi al-Mahdi.
0: The other question is that
2: AIDS is a sexual transmitted disease, and is it visited upon the black, the white, or particularly who is AIDS here four? the
0: world. I think it's when blacks start thinking that it's not for them, they have a serious problem. When blacks start thinking because they're black, that they are exempt from the sin, the sin of it comes from Leviticus. If you go to Leviticus chapter 20, in the 31st verse, it tells you where the sin comes in. It reads age. If a man also lies with mankind, as Elias with a woman, both of them have committed abomination, they shall be put to death, their blood shall be upon them. Deuteronomy 28, 17, Judges 19, 22, what are we talking about here, when we say that a man should not lie with mankind, we're saying one man should not lay up with another man as if he's laying up with a woman. Homosexuality is a sin, punishable by death, according to the scriptures. And the sin, the Lord says, will be in the blood. Now how is AIDS transmitted? Mostly, not by sexual contact any longer, moreover, by blood transfusion. And what sin did it is come from? This sin goes all the way back to when Canon looked upon the messiness of his father. Go to the same chapter, chapter 18 of Leviticus. And the Lord, or the Sustainer, said unto Musa, alayhi wa salatu wasalam, Moses, saying, Speak unto B'nai Israel, speak to the children of Israel, and say unto them, I am Adonai Elohim, or Yahweh Elohim. I am the Lord thy creator. Alright? Now what did he say? After the doings of the land of Egypt, wherein
4: ye dwelt, shall ye not do.
0: Don't do the things that you learned while you were in Egypt, Israel. Don't act. Those people did not have any laws on male and female homosexuals. Don't forget that Caesar and Mark Anthony and them, homosexuals from Rome, homosexuals from Greece invaded and mixed into the culture. And in fact, when you look at the average Egyptian today, when you look at these light-skinned or male Egyptians, you're not looking at the original Eswanis. You're not looking at the original Nubians. You're looking at Greek invasions. When you look at both of the men reciting the Quran today from Sheikh Basitlam, who have mixed their genes, they are mixed with Greek. And Greeks are known homosexual society, historically. Don't pick up the things or the habits that you learned while you were in. Egypt and, go ahead, and after the doings of the land of Canaan. And don't pick up the things that you learned when you live with those Canaanites, who also indulge in all forms of bestiology, having sex with animals in caves and such. Then it goes on. Whether I bring you, shall ye not do. Neither shall ye walk in their ordinance. Don't keep their way. Don't walk in their way. Go ahead. You shall do my judgments and
4: keep my ordinance. You shall
0: do what I pass off as law, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and you shall walk in my way. Sunnati. Uh, to walk therein. I am the Lord, thy creator. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them.
2: I am the Lord, thy creator.
0: Seal. He makes a statement. Then he goes on to tell you what not to do. None of you shall approach to any but is near of kin to him to what? To uncover their nakedness. Uh-huh. I am the Lord thy creator. If you go back to Genesis 9 go back to Genesis 9 instead of going to 25 go before 25. Let's say Genesis nine twenty two. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father Now, is not Ham, near of kin Right. And was it not forbidden, according to Leviticus 18, for him to look upon the nakedness of his father, to uncover him? Verse 2 says after that. Or before it, in fact, so he uncovered It, it is still in Genesis. And he drank of the wine and was drunken. And he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And what did she- they do? And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders. And went backwards and covered the nakedness of the you body. Notice that they came in and a covered no body. Why did they do that? Why didn't they just make fun of it or make a joke out of it or entertain wicked thoughts? This was a part of the law, the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the book of Leviticus, because it's set in position after the book of Genesis. That is not how it was revealed. Your father? But now go on and see what he says. None of ye shall approach to any... That is near kin to him to uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord that's your name. I am the creator of it all. He makes a sin for men to look at naked bodies of other men. And especially for the near kin, for one man to look at another man's body. For a time to have his first father naked, he should back in, not looking and did what his other brothers did, covered up in nakedness. Go on if you say. The nakedness of thy father. All the nakedness of thy mother shalt thou not uncover. She is thy mother. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. You see? This is the same quote that if we continue on into it, will tell you that it is a sin. This is 18. Go right to 22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. Neither shalt thou lie with. Any beast to defile in Egypt, men and men slept together. And in Canaan, they slept with animals, with beasts, bestiologies. So here in Leviticus, is giving you the format that they gave you in the beginning of Leviticus chapter 18, where they told them, and after the doings of the land of Egypt, which is, like 22, for man not to lie with another man as if a woman. And then it says, the doings of the land of Canaan. And then what the next one says? Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down there too. It is confusing. So it tells you that when the Amorites or the the regional type of Canaanite, was in the mountain, they laid with beasts. Like we've said, theology, the Bible says it. And when in Egypt, the people of ancient Egypt who got influenced by the Greeks were performing all forms of homosexuality. Then he goes on to tell you that this is a sin. And as we read on, what does it say? Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. but in all these the nations are defiled, which I
2: cast out before you.
0: See that? And who the nations that he cast out before you? The sons of Canaan, whom they took out of the land of Canaan. Right? Because he right. says in Genesis 24, he says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Okay. And Abram said unto his eldest servant of his house that rule over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand upon thy side. Thou in Hukul, which is a symbol of humbleness. And then what did he say?
2: And I will make thee swear by the
0: sustainer, the creator of the heaven, and the creator of the earth, that thou shall not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. you hear that? He was telling him not to marry amongst the Canaanites, but to marry amongst his own family, not to mix thy seed with the Canaanites. Go to Genesis chapter 28, verse 1.
3: And Isaac called Jacob
0: and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan, Again, he is telling the family of Abraham not to marry into canon. But we have brought these plagues and diseases, syphilis, gonorrhea, herpes, and now the spread of AIDS because we are violating the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his statutes and his standards. We are indulging in all forms of homosexuality, we are indulging in all forms of bestiality, fornication, abomination, and we are bringing the wrath down upon ourselves. Don't let a homosexual tell you that nowhere in the scripture has it been declared that it's a sin to be a homosexual. I just read to you in the books of the where it says it is a sin for a man to lie with a man. This is a sin. This is where age is sex. It's not just sexually transmitted. It's transmitted through the blood like the just said. You understand? Your world is at a point where going to destroy itself, and all you all can think about is the next record you're going to buy it. The next party you're going to go to. You ought to get in there and learn that Arabic language and learn how to pray and transform yourself from mortal to immortals and stop jiving because you don't have the time you think you have. You better to stop wasting time. The spirits is descending. The demons walking the earth with you every day. They just call themselves punk rockers and they're nothing but demons incarnate. They don't put on their makeup. That's how they look. I'm serious. They didn't put the thoughts in white kids' heads so they can starch their hair up in the end, and do all kind of weird things, but you won't know the real demons from kids emulating them.
1: It's a serious thing out there.
0: They spread diseases. I'm telling y'all that there is no cure for diseases of death. Men in that room know what I'm talking about, especially you men that can't control yourself. It sees every woman as somebody you should lay up with. Are diseases out there that will kill you dead. You know the sad thing about it? Every woman you meet, you don't know who she laid up with six years ago. If this ain't the same woman you've been known for seven years, you taking chances. Because she don't know if the guy she was laying up with was a homosexual six years ago and became a man because you saw the right movie. You don't know. And this is what you are left out there to marry. And I go for the women also. You don't know which one of those guys was a homosexual six years ago and now an age He saved it up He was a closet princess six years ago Now all of a sudden he's macho man You don't know if he got AIDS living inside his system Do you? Do you know? Only people you can count on are the people That you've been laying up with for six years And how old would that make The average one of you brothers? How old? If you have the same woman for six years The average one of y'all would be at least in his late 20s Correct? Correct. He should be at least you better be careful. And they ain't even trying to find a cure for it. Don't fool yourself. Because they created it. Age didn't fall out of the sky. Age was created. Age is a
4: conspiracy.
0: During warfare, that got loose.
4: you wasted time. I don't know what to say behind that. No, um, my, my question uh, relates to uh, chronology in the Bible. And uh, i just uh, like you to clarify some of the... Um, uh, the dates regarding BC, AC, ACD, BCE, and uh, things of that nature. And, oh, and the other thing is uh, where, when they quote a date and they, and they say BC, they say they'll, they'll write uh, 1056 or one, 1056. And as the numbers descend, it's my understanding is getting closer to the what they call an AD error. Now, just for, uh, for clarification, really, I mean, how, how do we decipher, well, how do I decipher these uh uh, these dates and, and, and get a clear understanding of what's happening here with this BC, right, AC, they, ACD, and so on. What the Romans
0: and the Greeks did who were ruling the world at the time, right? They did not believe in Christ, as they call it, yet they used his birth date as the date one. See the contradiction? They yes. didn't believe it. When they say AD Anno Dominus, yes. right, they mean after the death of Jesus. When they say BC, they mean before mm-hmm. Jesus was born. When they say BCE, they say it's before the Christ is era. The Christ era means before the books of Daniel and Isaiah wrote about a Messiah coming. That's BCE. Okay. AH is when you get past Jesus, up until 570 years after him, when Muhammad was born. Okay. And then in the year 622, he established a new calendar, which was a AH calendar based on him migrating from Mecca to Medina. And they call that the A8 calendar, that's a lunar calendar. So you end up with like three different calendars. You have the Judaic calendar from Adam all the way down to Isaiah and Daniel and them. When a new period came in, they instituted a new kind of calendar. It went down to Jesus. When Jesus was there, the Romans took and made a new calendar and went back up to Isaiah and them about the crisis era. So you end up with, again, Adam's calendar, which would be from the birth of the prophet Adam all the way down to now. That stays the same.
4: Is yes. that 1, 1988? So 1, 1988. So
0: 1988 would be 1, 1988 years from Jesus, who became the year one, which was 4,000 years from Adam.
4: That's all right. Okay, yes. so
0: that puts us 5,000 5, yes. short. We're very close to 6,000 years. Yeah, I you. So if we came straight down from Adam, it would be 6,000. Where well, we basically on the Roman calendar start from Jesus, it only becomes 1, 1988.
4: They did all of this. Would
0: it to confuse
4: us? Okay. Uh, one other thing with uh, re- regarding uh, the AD, it says uh, on the back of this Bible here, it has a, a, a listing of chronology, and uh, it has Jesus born in AD seven. I'm looking for it here as I'm speaking, and at the same time, at the uh, at the uh, it has a BC four, I think it says. Let me get it right
0: here. Right. The reason why, right, Jesus was born, you're right, in 7 AD. Yes. And the reason why they say BCE 4 is because certain churches believe Jesus was born in the year 4, because they didn't do the calculation of the death of Herod. Had they did the calculation from the death of Herod, and when Jesus had returned back from Egypt when Herod died, they'd be able to calculate that he was born in the year 7. But when they just came along, they first said he was born in year two. Then they said, well, they prove it could have been two by the eclipse because they said they saw the star. And that was, you know, an eclipse. But it must have been four when they had an eclipse. And it comes down to be 7 A.D. He was born seven years after he was dead, according to them. Yeah, right. That's, now, that's, that's what I found confusing. Yeah, that's well, right. it makes it confuse you because here's what they do. Yeah. They say Jesus was born one. Now watch this, though. He was born one what? B.C., one before he was born or one A.D., one after he was dead. They didn't know. So they got an area running between 4 B.C. and 7 A.D. They got almost 12 years caught up in there. They don't even know because they did not go to Egypt, find out in Egypt when Jesus arrived there with his mother and father, how long they stayed in Egypt, and then they came back to register at the ledgers in Jerusalem because it was time for the preparation of Passover. They had people, the census, make a ledger. So they would have got the date that he had got back in. They could have timed that by the date
4: that he left as a baby, and they would have knew how old he was. They would have knew what year he was born, which comes out to be seven. Right. They have another listing here, A A U C. Then they have the word, uh, uh, the year 750. Uh, it says the following table made in making matters clear. I don't, I don't see how they can write that. Which
0: means they created their own table to clear things up. The following table is made. made it's like them saying, okay, according to our Greek version of it, this is what we got. Well, in, in Just a minute, please.
4: Uh, but they have here this AUC as uh, <laughs> Annos Irvis condiment or something of that matter. It's they go to Latin on you yes. and say that this is before
0: Jesus' conception. That's what they mean. But so okay. then they argue about the nine months that Mary was pregnant. They, they get into things of the, the date of conception or the date of birth, the day when he was actually delivered or the day that he was conceived. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know, like I said, because they won't take the simple message. They won't trace his life. And that's because they don't want to find out. They really don't want to find out when Jesus was born because it contradicts their
4: doctrine. So then the true calendar would be Adam's calendar, is that That correct? would be the true calendar, calculated from Adam straight down. So uh, that would put us in the year 5,988.
0: Uh, that's right. Okay, thank you. Um, Is it sort of like a man's goal to become perfect as Adam was in the beginning? Or is that is that's not possible. That depends on what you mean by perfect. You know, it does tell us in the Quran that we are supposed to aspire to become salihin What Sob al what that we should work to perfect ourselves and help people mm-hmm. in Al Haq, which is the reality, and Al Sabr and to be patient. It tells us to work for Father Happy, to make ourselves perfect beings. Right? But that is only so we can prepare ourselves for the transition from human nature back into an angelic state. Because this is what Adam was originally, an angel. This is what Jesus said he was originally. He said, I came down from heaven. And that's where I'm going back to. He had descended down, and I'm going up. Jesus was an extraterrestrial. Christians just are trying to make him a God of earth. And he was telling them all the time, my spirit came from another dimension. You can call it what you want. He said, those are the earthly are earthly, and those are the spiritual and spiritual. Those from up there, from up there, and those from down here, from down here. Down here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us through the guidance of His prophet, mainly the seal, Muhammad to try to be, to perfect the way we live. And Jesus said right before Muhammad that the first stage of that is to learn to love one another as I love myself. We as people got to learn to love each other the way we love ourselves. And then we can start to perfect the way we live. But our goal, or I should say your goal, is to become angelic beings again. By the time you reach the next realm, you should have transformed yourself from... A mortal to an angel luke 20:36, 36 will
2: tell you that neither can they die anymore for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of god being the children of the resurrection he did talking
0: talk about at that resurrection jesus talked about and remember he said he is the resurrection <laughs> correct and even in islam we're taught that father rasulullah muhammad after rasulullah muhammad comes then, so the Messiah Jesus will come at the end of the world to save the world. That's what it says in Islam, it teaches that. Muslims try to hide that. And it tells you when that resurrection stage comes, man is going to have a transformation period. He'll never die again. He'll be transformed from mortality into immortality. You will become angels again. My whole doctrine is like the doctrine of the Essenes. The Essenes studies the nature of the angels. I am trying to teach y'all to take yourself from this stage of human nature to the next stage, to angelic beings, so you can make that transition. This is what it's called for. If you don't, those that are mortal will go down with the world. Those that are spiritual will make the transition from this stage to the next. The hardest thing is to try to get y'all across the bridge of mortality over into immortality because you love the things of this world so much. And the things that I'm trying to give y'all are not us.
2: The time is now. Let everyone in the listening audience grab their scriptures, a pencil, and a piece of paper. Listen and learn the true meaning of the old and new Testament of the Bible, the Psalms of David, the lost books, and the holy Qur'an. There are no more secrets. All false things will perish. So come and learn the beautiful teaching of the only man that has the answers to the problems of a troubled world, Al-Said, Al-Mamayza, Al-Hadi, Al-Mamayza. نشهد
0: ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part? And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the generous eternal friend and send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles and on the Messiah, the Anointed One and on the maski, the Guide, and on the Mujahideh, the Messiah which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.
2: And now, The True Light, featuring Sayyid Imam Isa al-Hadi al-Mahdi.
0: The other question is that
2: AIDS is a sexual transmitted disease and is it visited upon the blacks, the whites, or particularly who is AIDS here for?
0: It's the world. I think it's when blacks start thinking that it's not for them, they have a serious problem. When blacks start thinking because they're black that they're exempt from the sin, the sin of it comes from Leviticus. Have you go to Leviticus chapter 20, in the 31st verse, it tells you where the sin comes in. It reads eight. If a man also lie with mankind as he with a woman, both of them have committed abomination. They shall be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Deuteronomy twenty eight, seventeen, Judges nineteen and twenty two. What are we talking about here? When we say that a man should not lie with mankind, we're saying one man should not lay up with another man as if he's laying up with a woman. Homosexuality is a sin, punishable by death, according to the scriptures. And the sin, the Lord says, will be in the blood. Now, how is it transmitted mostly? Not by sexual contact any longer, moreover, by blood transfusion. And what sin did it come from? This sin goes all the way back to when Canaan looked upon the Methodist of the Father. Goes to the same chapter, chapter 18 of Leviticus. And the Lord, or the sustainer, said unto Musa, alayhi salatu wa salam Moses, saying, Speak unto thena Israel, speak to the children of Israel, and say unto them, I am. Adonai Elohim, or Yahweh Elohim. I am the Lord thy Creator. Alright? Now what did he say? After the doings of the land of Egypt,
4: wherein ye dwelt, shall ye not do.
0: Don't do the things that you learned while you were in Egypt, Israel. Don't act like those people did not have any laws on male and female homosexuals. Don't forget, it's Caesar and not Anthony and them. Homosexuals from Rome, homosexuals from in Greece, invaded and mixed into the culture. And in fact, when you look at the average Egyptian today, when you look at these light-skinned or pale Egyptians, you're not looking at the original Eswanese, you're not looking at the original Nubians, you're looking at Greek invasions. When you look at most of the men reciting the Quran today from Shepard Bastetna, who have mixed their genes, they have mixed with Greeks. And Greeks are now homosexual society. Historically, don't pick up the things or the habits that you learned while you were in Egypt and go ahead. and after the doings of the land of Canaan. And don't pick up the things that you learned when you lived with those Canaanites who also indulged in all forms of bestiology, having sex with animals in caves and such. Then it goes on. Whether I bring you shall ye not do, neither shall ye walk in their ordinance. Don't keep their ways. Don't walk in their ways.
4: Go ahead. You shall do my judgments and keep my ordinances. You shall do what
0: I pass off as law, Allah, and you shall walk in my way. To walk therein. I am the Lord, thy creator. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them.
2: I am the Lord, thy creator.
0: Seal. He makes a statement. Then he goes on to tell you what not to do. None of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him, to what? To uncover their nakedness. Uh-huh. I am
2: the Lord thy creator.
0: If you go back to Genesis nine, go back to Genesis nine. Instead of going to twenty five, go before twenty five. Let's say Genesis nine twenty two. And Ham. Father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father. Now, is not what, alayhi male kin? Right. And was it not forbidden, according to Leviticus 18, for him to look upon the nakedness of his father to uncover him? See it says after that. Or before it, in fact, so he uncovered it. It's still in Genesis. And he drank of the wine and was drunken. And he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And what did they do? And Sham and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of Notice his father. Notice that they came in and they covered body. Why did they do that? Why didn't they just make fun of it or make a joke out of it or entertain wicked thoughts? This was a part of the law, the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the book of Leviticus, because it's set in position after the book of Genesis, that is not how it was revealed. You know? but now I go on and see what he says. None of ye shall approach to any that is near kin to him who uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord. at your name. I am the creator of it all. He makes a sin for men to look at naked bodies of other men. And especially for the near of kin, for one man to look at another man's body. For Ham to have game and his father naked, he shall back in, not looking, and did what his other brothers did, covered up in nakedness. Go on, if you say, The nakedness of thy father, or the nakedness of
2: thy mother, shalt thou not uncover. She is thy mother. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. You see,
0: this is the same book that if we continue on into it, will tell you that it is a sin. This is 18, go right to 22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself. In Egypt, men and men slept together. And in canon, they slept with animals, with beasts, bestiology. So here in Leviticus, is giving you the format that they gave you in the beginning of Leviticus chapter 18, where they told them, and after the doings of the land of Egypt, which is like 22, for man not to lie with another man as if it's a woman. Then it says, the doing of the land of Canaan. And then watch the next one says, neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down there too. It is confusing. So it tells you that when the Amorites or the Jebusites, of Canaanites, was in the mountain, they laid with beasts. Like we said, theology, the Bible says it. And when in Egypt, the people of ancient Egypt who got influenced by the Greeks performing all forms of homosexuality. Then he goes on to tell you that this is a sin. And as we read on, what does it say?
4: Defile not ye yourselves
0: in any of these things. For in all of these the nations are out which I cast
2: out before you. See
0: that? And who the nations that he cast out before you? The sons of Canaan whom they took out of the land of Canaan. Right? But he right. says in Genesis 24, he says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all okay. things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, that rule over all that he had, Look, I pray thee, thy hand upon thy side. Thou in hook, which is a symbol of humbleness. And then what did he say?
2: And I will make thee swear by the sustainer, the
0: creator of the heaven, and the creator of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. You hear that? He was telling him not to marry amongst the Canaanites, but to marry amongst his own family. Not to mix thy seed with the Canaanites. Go to Genesis chapter 28, verse 1. And Isaac called Jacob, and blessed him, and charged him, and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Again, he is telling the family of Abraham not to marry into Canaan. So we have brought these plagues and diseases, syphilis, gonorrhea, herpes, and now the spirit of AIDS, because we are violating the commandments of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, his statutes and his standards. We're indulging in all forms of homosexuality. We're indulging in all forms of bestiality, fornication, abomination, and we're bringing the wrath down upon ourselves. Don't let a homosexual tell you that nowhere in the Scripture has it been declared that it's a sin to be a homosexual. I just read to you in the book of the Leviticus where it says it is a sin for a man to lie with a man. This is a sin. This is where age is it's not just sexually transmitted. It's transmitted through the blood like the Leviticus just said. You understand? Your world is at a point where it's about to destroy itself, and all y'all can think about is the next record you're going to buy. The next party you're going to go to. you may learn, get in there and learn that Arabic language and learn how to pray and transform yourself from mortal to immortal and stop jiving because you don't have the time you think you have. Y'all you to stop wasting time. The spirit is descending. There's demons walking the earth with you every day. They just call themselves punk rockers, and they're nothing but demons incarnate. They don't put on their makeup. That's how they look. I'm serious. They didn't put the thoughts in white kids' heads so they can starch their hair up in the end, and do all kind of weird things where you won't know the real demons from kids emulating them. A serious thing out there. They spread diseases. I'm telling y'all that there is no cure for diseases of death. Men in that room know what I'm talking about, especially you men who can't control yourselves. It sees every woman as somebody you should lay up with. They got diseases out there that will kill you dead. You know the sad thing about it? Every woman you meet, you don't know who she laid up with. If this ain't the same woman you've been on for seven years, you take a Because she don't know if the guy she was laying up with was a homosexual six years ago and became a man because you saw the right movie. You don't know. And this is what you are left out there to marry and that goes for the women also. You don't know which one of those guys was a, a homosexual six years ago, and now an age starts, he changed it up. He was a closet princess six years ago. Now all of a sudden, he's macho man. You don't know if he got AIDS living inside his system. Do you? Do you know? Only people you can count on are the people that you've been laying up with for six years. And how old would that make the average one of you brothers? How old? If you have the same one for six years, the average one of y'all would be at least in his in late 20s, correct? He correct. should be at least. Anybody under that, you better be careful. And they ain't even trying to find a cure for it. Don't fool yourself. Because they created it. AIDS didn't fall out of the sky. AIDS was created. AIDS is a
4: conspiracy.
0: During warfare, that got loose.
4: you wasted wasting time. I don't know what to say behind that. No, um, my, my question uh, relates to uh, chronology in the Bible, and uh, I'd just uh, like you to clarify some of the, um, uh, the dates regarding B.C., A.C., A.C.D., B.C.E., and uh, things of that nature. Oh, and the other thing is uh, where, when they quote a date and they, and they say B.C., they say they'll, they'll write uh, 1,056 or one, 1,056. And as the numbers descend, my understanding is getting closer to the, what they call the A.D. era. Now, just for uh, for clarification, really, I mean, how, how do we decipher, how do I decipher these, uh, uh, these dates and, and get a clear understanding of what's happening here with this B.C., what A.D., they, A.C.D., or so, on or so on? What the Romans
0: and the Greeks did who were ruling the world at the time, right? They did not believe in Christ, as they called it, yet they used his birth date as the date one. See the contradiction? They yes. didn't believe it. When they say A.D. Yes. right? they mean after the death of Jesus. When they say B.C., they mean before Jesus was born. When they say B.C.E., they say before the Christ's era. Christ era means before the book of Daniel and Isaiah wrote about a Messiah coming. That's B.C.E. A.H. Okay. is when you get past Jesus up until 570 years after him, when Muhammad was born, okay? And then in the year 622, he established a new calendar, which was the A.H. 8 calendar, based on him migrating from Mecca to Medina. And they call that the A 8 calendar. That's a lunar calendar. So you end up with like three different calendars. You have the Judaic calendar from Adam all the way down to Isaiah and Daniel and them. When a new period came in, they instituted a new kind of calendar. It went down to Jesus. When Jesus was there, the Romans took and made a new calendar and went back up to Isaiah and them about the crisis era. So you end up with, again, Adam's calendar, which would be from the birth of the prophet Adam all the way down to now. That stays the same. Is that
4: 1,988? 1, so guess, 1,
0: 1,988 right? would be 1, 1,988 years from Jesus, who became the year one,
4: That's which true. was
0: 4,000 years from Adam.
4: That's all right.
0: Okay? Yeah. So that puts us. 5,000, 5, yeah, short, we're very close to 6,000 a year. Yeah, so if we came straight down from Adam, it would be 6,000. When we basically look Roman calendar and start from Jesus, it only becomes 1, 1,988. They did all
4: this with hopes to confuse us. Okay, uh, one other thing with uh, regarding uh, the AD. It says uh, on the back of this Bible here, it has a, a listing, of chronology. And uh, it has Jesus born in A.D. 7. I'm looking for it here as I'm speaking. And at the same time, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, it has a B.C. 4, I think it says. Let me get it right here. Right.
0: The reason why, right, Jesus no, they, was born, you're right, in 7 A.D. Yes. And yes. the reason why they say B.C.E. 4 is because certain churches believe Jesus was born in the year 4 because they didn't do the calculation of the death of Herod. Had they did the calculation from the death of Herod, and when Jesus had returned back from Egypt when Herod died, right. they'd be able to calculate that he was born in the year 7. But when they just came along, they first said he was born in the year 2. Then they said, well, they proved him been 2 by the eclipse, because they said they saw the star. And that was, you know, an eclipse, but it must have been 4 when they had an eclipse. And it comes down to be 7 A.D. He was born 7 years after he was dead, according to them. Yeah, right. That's, now, that, 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 that's what I found confusing. Yeah, man. well, it makes to confuse you, because here's what they do. Yeah. They say Jesus was born one uh, watch this close he was born one what bc one before he was born or one a.d one after he was dead they didn't know so they got a a area running between four bc and seven a.d they got almost 12 years caught up in there they don't even know because they did not go to egypt find out in egypt when jesus arrived there with his mother and father how long they stayed in egypt and then they came back to register at the ledgers in Jerusalem because it was time for the preparation of Passover. They had people, the census, make a ledger. So they would have got the date that he had got back in. They could have timed that by the date that he left as a baby, and they would have knew how old he was. They would have knew what year he was born, which comes out to be seven. Right.
4: They have another listing here, AUC. Then they have the word uh, the, uh, the year 750. Uh, because the following table made and making matters clear. I don't, I don't see how they can write that. Which
0: means they created their own table to clear things up. The following table is made. other words, so like them saying, okay, according to our Greek version of it, this is what we got. Well, in, in Just a minute, please.
4: Uh, but they have here, this A, you see as uh, annos, ervis, condiment, or something of that matter. It goes to Latin on you yes. and say that this is before
0: Jesus' conception. That's what they mean. But so okay. then they're arguing about the nine months that Mary was pregnant, they, they get into things like the date of conception or the date of birth, the day when he was actually delivered, or the day that he was conceived. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know, because, like I said, because they won't take the simple message. They won't trace his life. And that's because they don't want to find out. They really don't want to find out when Jesus was born, because it contradicts their
4: doctrine. Well, then the true calendar would be Adam's calendar, is that That correct? would be the
0: true calendar, calculated
4: from Adam straight down. So uh, that would put us in the year 5,988.
1: Uh, 88. That's
0: right. Okay, thank you. Um, is it sort of like a man's goal to become perfect as Adam was in the beginning? Or is that is, that's not possible? That depends on what you mean by perfect. You know, it does tell us in the Quran that we are supposed to aspire to become balahim, that we should work to perfect ourselves and excel people mm-hmm. in al haq, which is a reality, and a sabr, and to be patient. It tells us to work for something happy, to make ourselves perfect beings, right? But that is only so we can prepare ourselves for the transition from human nature back into an angelic state. Because this is what Adam was originally, an angel. This is what Jesus said he was originally, he said, I came down from heaven. And that's what I'm going back to. He had it down and I'm going up. Jesus was an extraterrestrial Christians just are trying to make him a God of earth. And he was telling him all the time, My spirit came from another dimension. You can call it what you want. He said, Those are the earthly are earthly and those are the spiritual and spiritual. Those from up there from up there, and those from down here from down here. Down here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us through the guidance of his prophets, mainly the seal Muhammad to try to to perfect the way we live. And Jesus said right before Muhammad that the first stage of that is to learn to love one another as I love myself. We as people got to learn to love each other the way we love ourselves. And then we can start to perfect the way we live. But our goal, or I should say your goal, is to become angelic beings again. By the time you reach the next realm, you should have transformed yourself from a mortal to an angel luke 20:36. To will tell you that
2: neither can they die anymore for they are equal unto
0: the angels and are the children of god being the children of the resurrection and They're talking about at that resurrection jesus is talking about And remember he said he is the resurrection correct and even in islam we're taught that father rasulullah muhammad after rasulullah muhammad comes Then the Messiah, Jesus, will come at the end of the world to save the world. That's what it says in Islam, it teaches that. Muslims try to hide that. And it tells you when that resurrection stage comes, man is going to have a transformation period. He'll never die again. He'll be transformed from mortality into immortality. You will become angels again. My whole doctrine is like the doctrine of the Essenes. The Essenes study the nature of the angels. I am trying to teach y'all to take yourself from this stage Of human nature to the next stage, the angelic being, so you can make that transition. This is what it's called for. If you don't, those that are mortal will go down with the world. Those that are spiritual will make the transition from this state to the next. The hardest thing is to try to get y'all across the bridge of mortality over into immortality because you love the things of this world so much. And the things that I'm trying to give y'all are not of this world, they are from the Father. The Father is in me, and I am in the Father. And I am now trying to put that Father that's in me inside you so that you be in the Father and that we all will be one in the Father. And then you will enter back into the domain of heaven. Without that, you are earth-born and you will be cast into a lake of fire and sulfur with the devil because you love him and you love his image and you bow to the things that he offers you as opposed to the things that our Heavenly Father is trying to give us. And the thing that our Heavenly Father is trying to give us Is salvation through love. And we cannot be individuals and love. Love is an outflowing force. And it has to interlock between beings. Everybody in that room has got to learn to love each other as much as they love themselves. You gotta be able to look in your brother's eyes when you talk to them. So that you have a sincere expression. You gotta learn to feel people from inside out. You got to learn to care again. And that will be the first stages of suppressing your mortality. It is your mortality, your mortal being, your physical being that renders you such a carnivorous, self-centered, egotistical creature. But it's the Almighty who put his breath in us in the beginning when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that he blew into man of his spirit. Or he said the word became flesh and he put the spirit into man. That was angelic energy that is torment in you. All I've come to do is to turn that that light back on and let that light become the life in man so that when I see you, I see the prophets. And when I see the prophets in you, I see the angels. And when I see the angels and the prophets in you, I see the heavenly father manifested in you. And that will only be out of your love because it's out of his love for us. It's out of his love for the world that he keeps sending men into the world to try to teach you. It's only because he loves you that he sends his sons down to earth that they could suffer and some even die for you so that you could be saved. That's called love. You have got to learn this. That's what it tells you. When hard. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Inna rahman ar-Rahim إِنَّا عَطَيْنَاكَ الْكَوْطَرْ فَصَلِّي har. Inna إِنَّا شَانِئَكَ الْهُوَ in the alternation al Kautar, surely after we have given you al Kautar. Your cup is runneth over, abundant. but suddenly, the Rabbika went hard. So worship is the Rabbika for the sustainer of the boundless universe went hard and sacrifice. Make that decision. go person's eyes, you're supposed to feel compassion for them. When you redevelop this, you're on the stage of transforming from mortality to immortality. As long as you're an individual living in your cubby hole in some part of the Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, or Queen, feeding your faith and caring about yours and yours alone, when you see a bum on the street, you're supposed to give to that bum, because that bum is really you. And remember, we have sent angels to you many times in many forms. And a lot of times, an angel walks up to you in the form of a bum to see how compassionate you are in heart. And you say, get away from me. All you're going to do is buy some whiskey. Who are you to make that decision that he's going to buy some alcohol with it? The Almighty sends angels to you to test your compassion. You understand?
4: Assalamu Um, Mamisa, what was the fifth veil that Michael the Archangel was under?
0: They're speaking about the plague that would come at the end of the world. Each veil holds one of the vials of the seven major plagues. All right? Mikael is called the fifth because Jesus, it was like Jesus. Let me write it down. Adam, one. Right? Noah, two. Abraham, three. Ishmael or Isaac, doesn't make a difference, four. Moses, five. Jesus, six. Muhammad, seven. Each one of those are the seven major prophets. Each one of them represents one of the seven major seals of the book of Revelation because each one of them brought a revelation to the world. The reason why they liken Michael to five is because in the Book of Daniel, Michael is a warring angel that defends all Israel. That? Can you repeat that once again? You have seven major prophets from Adam to Muhammad, uh-huh. and you know their names. Yeah. Moses is the fifth. Yeah. In the books of Daniel, whenever they speak about the angel Michael, He's always associated with the children of Israel as a defending, warring angel. The head of the archangel. You understand? I
1: understand?
0: That's the fifth veil. Then after that, Jesus came. Michael did not come with Jesus. Gabriel did. And then after Jesus came, Michael was sent to signify the teachings through John. The father of Jesus. So everybody would think that Michael was Jesus when he came, but he wasn't. He said... Jesus said, I'm sending my angel to you. He's sending Michael to represent. that's they were expecting Jesus to be a warring angel to smash, roll, and put Israel on top. And he didn't do that. Okay? Okay.
4: Assalamualaikum. Well, Shukran.
3: I have a question. In terms of a um, person's soul, how do you strengthen your
0: soul? The thing about the soul and being strengthened is a very strange kind of question, believe me. It's a good one, though. Because in the Bible, in Genesis, we got to acknowledge that the soul we have came from the heavenly father. Mm -hmm. We really can't trust in the heavenly father. We can increase the amount of his presence in our body Mm -hmm. by decreasing the amount of things that we worship and desire. Because he said, I blew into man of my spirit, and man became a living soul. You see what happened? Mm -hmm. So he took a physical body and blew his spirit in it, and it developed his emotional body, which we interpret as soul. And what we did, once we became a being that had body and soul, we started taking in impressions from a wicked being that stimulated our desire center and made us desire more things of this world than the world to come. And that's why Jesus kept saying, my things are not of this world. Start looking for the next world. But a way to strengthen the present is not by strengthening it, it's by increasing it by increasing the divine in you, the good that you do. And every time one of us gets close together, there's twice the presence of Mm -hmm. the Most High. And that's how. Mm -hmm. We are stressed. And the more of us that get together, the more powerful we are, like I said. We tore down the walls of Jericho just out of our unity. To see which men are developing the discipline necessary to regain the right to be in the presence of the Most High. Mm -hmm. So when they say it's a spiritual growth, The spiritual growth is coming from the discipline, being Mm -hmm. able to have access to food but don't eat it, Mm -hmm. to have access to a loving wife and don't have sex, Mm -hmm. to be thirsty and don't drink water. You know why? Because these are the gifts of the Father. All the other stuff they add in was the devil when they say, and Muslims don't smoke in Ramadan. Mm -hmm. Muslims don't smoke at all. You mean they don't smoke in Ramadan. Then they have another super the Sunni, say, and don't use foul language in Ramadan. Muslims ain't never supposed to use star language. How are they going to use that? So the devil always gets in there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Ramadan, is, it is a focal point on the physical part of man, for man to show that he loves and will obey the creator up and above his own desire. That is the point of Ramadan. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, my other question
3: is, in terms of the, the spiritual discipline, how do you go about it? Where do you start? We've had time, I, I remember um, another question that I asked about a year ago in terms of my aura. Um, I've never seen it as strong as I thought at that one point, and I still haven't learned how to control it.
0: Okay. In a hospital, I use these things that you have to see them. In a hospital, if I walked up to you and you were bleeding,
1: mm-hmm.
0: now you're bleeding, and I walk up to you in a suit and a tie, a black suit, white shirt and tie, and I say, uh, give me a needle and thread, I want to sew this lady up here. What would you say? You say, wait a minute, are you a doctor? Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah, I'm a doctor. Now, but if a white guy, and I, this ain't white or black, this is just person if he walked up to you in a white suit with a doctor's symbol on it and said, give me a needle and thread. I want to sew this lady up, you wouldn't question. Step one, dear, is the mask that the actor wears should become his face. In order for you to get the full spiritual benefit you must get the physical thing organized. And I say that mm-hmm. because a lot of people like to say, the Almighty only had what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. And I say, oh, yes, but if he didn't care about what's on your outward appearance and what you take in, he wouldn't have put them in books. He would have put it in your head. Mm-hmm. He put the revelations and the scriptures in physical things, and he named it two things. He called it kitab, which means to write, and he called it ikra or Quran, which means to read. Which one must we do first? Read. We must write, you
1: have to write you what we're going to
0: read. Okay. So therefore, there's certain things that we need to write. For instance, in your right hand, you're holding a pen, uh-huh. and you need something to write upon. Uh-huh. These two things come from the physical world. Uh-huh. Once we get what you're thinking from the spiritual world transformed onto paper, then you're utilizing the spiritual. But where did you start from? You started from the physical. Get it? said? yes. That's how he expects us to be. He expects me and you to get ourselves together physically, to prepare ourselves. That's why he told Moses, take off them shoes. This is holy ground. In other words, to get the full benefit of what you're supposed to do, you're going to have to obey the law. You can't obey the law. And in the law, there's a dress code, a living code. Jesus said that. Not one jot, nor one pistol shall be removed from the law. But we don't want the law. We want to go straight to the spiritual aspect without the law. He told me we can't do it that way. We've got to do it the way it's been prescribed. No
1: alteration.
0: So the problem you're having with getting further and further spiritually is you got all the tools except total submission. Total submission to the will of Allah. You want to somewhat submit or work your way into it. And he doesn't bother. He doesn't have to bother with us. it? he put it in a book because he wanted you to get the physical part first then read it and understand what he's trying to tell us to do and if you got this desire for the spiritual that means that there's a spirit knocking on the door trying to get you into it Mm -hmm. that's your interest in it but you got to meet him more than halfway because he met me and you more than halfway aren't you healthy Mm -hmm. and that's a gift nowadays with all the people that are not healthy so he cared a heck of a lot about you as an individual just with all working limbs all work your eyes ears everything is working he gave you already seventy-five percent. He's asking for twenty-five, and we can't wrestle with him with it. He's got to submit. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of us believe that we could do a lot more from the outside than the end. I got things I want to finish in the world first. I got my family I got to take care of first. I got to finish my education first. Who are we talking to when we say this? You're not talking to me. You're not talking to the book. We're talking to that heavenly father. We're saying to him, heavenly father, I understand what you said I should do in the scriptures, but I got things that I got to finish doing on earth first. And then I'll be ready to totally submit. Then can I come to heaven? That's what we're really doing. We're fathering with him. And we're not in a position to bother no more. We were in a position in the garden. That's why he confronted us and said, okay, uh, where's our brother? He didn't have to. What did he say to Adam and Eve? Did you eat the fruit that I told you not to eat? What did he tell him, though? He said, he knows the day that you eat the fruit, you shall surely die. But when she bit the apple, what should have happened? But did she? He was compassionate. Jonah, he said, Jonah, go to the Babylonians, to Nineveh, Shemar, and teach them. Jonah said, I don't want to. Jonah got in a boat and tried to hide from the Heavenly Father. The people on the boat said, Jonah, I hope you can swim, because we have throwing you out of here, Junior. Throw him in the water and a well spit him out where he did not want to go. Is that compassion? The Lord, the Messiah Jesus, said, "Oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass by me." In other words, he's saying, "Oh believe me, my spirit is really willing, Father. My flesh is not. I can't deal with these nails. You understand? help me," and he delivered him from it. Is he not compassionate? Mm-hmm. He has all his prophecies at times. Alted destiny interfered with the flow of nature for man. Because ain't no whale can harbor no person in their body. The assets in their system would kill the person. But he said he prepared a whale for Jonah. A catch word is in there. He prepared this whale. This is a special fish because the almighty altered the very molecule structure of nature to make something happen specially. He destroyed the whole world. But he kept the root of man because he did it with water so that all of the fish, which are the mothers and fathers of mammals, would still survive. With all that he does, there is compassion in what he does for us. And then we try to bargain with him. I'm going to become Muslim food. I'm going to take my time. And he's got a few more questions I want to ask. Because he ain't asking me no questions. Because all I'm doing is quoting the scriptures. He's just saying, Lord, I'm with you. So far, things look good. That guy, that, guy, the new, that new one, that Imam he's doing good. I like the way he does it. I like this one. You did a good job. Now, if you can, if you can solve these last four questions lot, I'll be in.
3: <laughs>
0: this is what y'all are thinking, but you don't realize you're thinking like that. You don't realize it. you're saying, you know, I got to see my mother sick. You understand? I got to take care. Like he don't understand your mother sick. You know, like just people say, my mother, you know, she needs help. Like he don't understand your mother needs help. And they don't realize when they're think, when we're, when well, I shouldn't say they, when we're thinking like that, we're blaspheming. Because we're underestimating the power of the Most High just by saying, but I love my wife. I can't leave her. Like he don't know that. I want my wife to convert to Islam. And I think that if I stay out and see her two more weeks, or maybe four, I might be able to convert her. Like he don't know that. So in one respect, we're saying almighty, all-knowing Father who knows everything that's in our hearts and knows the secrets of our aspirations. Right? It's you I obey, but I got one more thing to do. I know you'll understand when I do it, and that's make sure I get my college degree, and that's what we do. Now, here's the men's biggest con for you sisters sitting in there. I don't want to come to the mosque with nothing. I want to make sure when I come I got something because I want to offer something because I don't want to come in and take away. Brother, stop lying. You're using it as an excuse to stay in the street, and you know you're using it as an excuse to stay in the street because there's nothing you can bring we don't really have. The only thing thing you can bring that we don't have is those Dunkin' Donuts. That means you. Everything else, we already have. And all you can do is help us get stronger in what we're doing. So stop buying time and making excuses, because there's going to be a day when you're going to be grunting. Because you're not evading me. You're not not going in. It's not my community. i tell you the truth. I was was sitting out there in the classroom, so I'd have to make the decision. And I believe if I was sitting, I'd probably be making the same excuses. I ain't going in there yet. I got some things I want to do first. I'm going to get it together in about six years. In fact, some are going say when the world is going to end. They say about how many years? 2030? Okay, I'll be in 2029 and 350 days. You can't play that game because it ain't real. And I'm telling you, that bargaining with Allah. You're going to be sorry on the judgment day because you made a, you're making a pact with him like the devil did. The devil said, you spite fight me, watch me to the day of judgment, making an excuse for judgment day. Allah said, you got it. So every time you say that, you know you sound like? When you say, I'm going to come in, just watch me, Allah. I got to get it together. You sound just like he blessed what he said in the garden. He told Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, watch me until the day of judgment because I'm going to prove to you that man is not worthy of your presence. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're making it look that way because we're going along with the devil. We know we like the things the devil produces. Tell the truth, don't we? Mm-hmm. All of us call ourselves righteous Muslims. If they take that color television out of the house, you sit on the floor and cry like a baby. You took my, took my video. You took my tape recorder. If you can't turn to BLS, you'd have a, a nervous breakdown. I mean, not everybody. This don't apply to everybody, but this does apply to somebody. We got some things that the devil has offered us. It has the best of our souls. He has us, And the only way we're going to break it is to break it. We got to take that chance. You got to make that move. And if you don't want to come here, go somewhere else. But do something. Y'all organize a community. But just don't be scattered out like you are. Too easy to pick you off. And stop bothering with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You really don't have the time. Nor do we have the credentials to make a deal with the heavenly Father. I'm going to get it together. I'm going to as soon as I finish this. I'll be in there as soon as I get We don't have those kind of credentials no more. You was so compassion and loving. You know what I, I say? I've been saying this for years. The white man fed y'all pork, right? And he fed you the worst part of pork, the gut, the ears, the tail, the foot, not feet, the foot, the intestines, the bowels. You even brush your teeth with the pig fur. You know what I'm saying? And you wash your body with his hoof, because so they use to make some soap out of pig hooves. While we were doing this ourselves, the white man made a joke out of black people in watermelons. Made us look like it was a joke for black people to eat watermelons, only to find out that watermelons purify the stomach, keep the system flushed. And if the Heavenly Father didn't turn us into the richest prior that the white person laughed at when they saw us eating watermelons, we probably would have died. The that he would feed us in slavery, we would have never made it this far. But the Almighty loved us so much that while he was feeding your pork, the Almighty was making us eat watermelons. That's why we're here today, and we're able to survive all the stuff this man does to us. Because we have an everlasting covenant. Because Allah says about Ishmael, the name Ishmael means, I will hear. Ishmael comes from sam'a, it means to hear, or to listen. I will listen. Sami' Allah, liman rabbana walakal hamd. Sami' Allah means Allah does listen to those who pray are grateful to him, and for our sustainer is the praise. We say that in our prayer. And we are, it's my he does hear us. Stop bargaining with us.
3: Um, the last question that I have is just in terms of the end times and what you had said before that um, Jesus said he'd never leave us comfortless. How far does that go?
0: It goes as far as us obeying his law. When we step out of his law, we are comfortless. People say, that means all of us. No, no, no. It only means people that are in the law. You understand? Because he gave us a perimeter to work with. You know? And it says, stay within that perimeter, and you ain't got nothing to worry about. And we think we can step out the perimeter and still get his blessing. And it's just not true. Here's a guy. You know the thing people in the hospital, ex-drug addicts, or Y and o, they live in the hospital, they ain't no guy. I just got hit by this train. I know I drink, and I know I smoke, and I know I curse, and I know I've been killing people, and I know I've been selling drugs, and I know I've been stealing everything, and I've raped four or five people, and I've beat up a couple of cats, and, you know, I kicked this cat down the street, but, oh, God, please forgive me. And they act like they should be forgiven. And then, when they don't get what they want, they're mad at God. if they get what they want, and he says, okay, what did Jesus say when he healed somebody? Now go and sin no more. They come out the hospital, go right back into their sins. They bother. Please, God, what do we do? We run to him when we need him. And we as human beings, put myself with you, I want you to feel this. We as human beings get mad when someone calls us and you say, my sister don't never call me unless she wants something. How many friends you got that they contact you when they need? And you say, I ain't even seen that nigga. Now he wants something nice. Now he's calling uh, Is that not true? You know, they call you three or four days before Christmas to get a short gift. They call you on the phone and say, uh, how you doing? How's the kid? My birthday's Tuesday. And you get mad at that, but you don't expect the heavenly father to be mad at you because you do the same thing. You get in the hospital and you say, oh, God, I don't want to die. I won't use drugs more. I promise. And you already called to him when you need him. What about now while y'all are healthy? When you don't have no major problems? When you're not laying on a hospital bed? Why aren't you praising him now? Now you wait until you are in some type of stress. Then you call the Holy Spirit. Well, You should be calling the Holy Spirit every day to be a beacon, a guide light to you. Go ahead. really the white man thinking his brain you, you believe he's going to prolong all this long time or he, doesn't he doesn't have to all he has to do is have more of y'all following him than Allah when the world ends and that's it, that's his whole point to prove to Allah that y'all are not worthy because y'all will not come into God You don't believe you're going to get destroyed No, know. he knows the world is going to end but he thinks that as long as he has more souls in his ledger than we have in our ledger that he'll win and based on what like the Quran says, this Rahman Rahim Wallafrin Sara Lapi Chil Lavina Amanu Aminul Saliha Watawaq Wa the Wa So Bis Fakr. By that quote in the Quran, it says Wallafr by the time when man's spirit is separated from his body, in Nalin Salafi Chut. Surely all human beings are losing. Based on the time of the end of the world, man is in a state of loss. Illa الَّذِينَ Except for those who are who work, who are to try to perfect themselves, scripture says. And they spend their time trying to bring people to the reality and the facts of it. What and they have patience and endurance in doing it. People come in, can't stay because things don't go their way, or they're stolen, They don't want to protect themselves. And the Quran told us, Bismillahi r-Rahman rahim Well, <laughs> it told us about that told us that man is going to be when it comes time to judgment day man is going to be running last he's going to be losing the race because he's caught up for the things of dunya the things of this world and he doesn't even look forward to a spiritual life he's caught up in taking care of himself in the physical world and he's not even thinking about the God of the spiritual world All
3: right. um, my
2: question is if, if our purpose is to get back to the state where the creator wants us why are some brothers and sisters with the um not being
4: able to see the truth don't want to see it don't want to hear it because the
0: brother did a real good job
4: so the devil is the one who put the vet the, um, yeah
0: the devil the devil has done a good job of, of making them want to be what he is but he's a failure. He's every one of his societies always looks rich has always failed. wrong grief and this idea is beginning right to fall apart. The interior is falling apart now. We've got renewed. So our people are afraid as men to stand up on our own and build our own nation. We're just afraid to. We've been, made, we've been living under the right man so long that we feel so comfortable under his arm. We're afraid to stand up on our own and go for it. And we can do it.
4: It's just the white man that put the veil on,
2: on the, on the eyes so they won't see or hear the No,
4: Allah,
0: Allah, 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 salute him. Allah will steal anybody's heart and seek disbelief. If you want to find a reason not to be a Muslim, Allah will help you not be a Muslim.
2: I see
0: you. If you want to look so for a reason to say, I'm going to find fault for anybody, he'll help you find fault. I'm going to find fault for the community, he'll help you find fault. If you say I want to find righteousness in a person, he'll help you find righteousness. Look at the person that I'm gonna find good and that person will help you find good Look at the person y'all gonna find wrong, who helped you
1: find wrong. You can do it.
0: You have been listening to the true life, sponsored by the original Ten50 Dog, located at
2: 717 Bushwick Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. You are also invited to attend the questions and answers class every Sunday from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. in the Hall of Knowledge at 548 Park Street in Brooklyn, New York. And now, more profound than ever before, the Panthers of Peace, authored by the Master Teacher and Spiritual Guide, El-Sayed El-Imam Isa El-Hadi el mahdi covering such topics as who's who on the planet Earth, the Resurrection, who was Noble Drew Ali, who was Jesus's father, who was Marcus Garvey, St. Paul, Disciple or Deceiver, and much, much more. Also to aid your spiritual growth, we have a beautifully crafted hand-woven prayer rug designed by Es-Sayed El-Imam Isa El-Hadi El-Mah. We also have a large assortment of prayer beads, Nubian and Sufi oils and incense. The original tense of Kedar would like for you to write or call us and let us know how the true light has changed your life. Remember, above all things, truth is truth.
0: This is from the 56th of the Holy Quran, And we also say a complete for us our life. And forgive us, for surely you have the power over all things.
2: is a sincere speaker of the truth, grab your scriptures, a pencil, and a piece of paper. You are about to hear the most profound, dynamic, soul-story information ever to reach the shores of America. You are about to hear a true teacher, not a preacher. So come, let us step from the darkness into the true light with Asayyid Ali Ma'itah al hadi
0: Rabbil Alameen Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it, and that He is alone and has no partner? and that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous, eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles, and on the Messiah, the anointed one, and on the Mahdi, the guide, and on the Mudadda, the reformer, which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings. And we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi
2: ta'ala wa barakatuh. And now, the true light featuring As sayyid al-Imam Isa al-Hadi al-Mahdi.
0: I just want to specify a difference. I agree that there are a lot of people or Christians that come in their name and they don't keep... I was Catholic myself and I never knew anything about Passover... But they are Christians who come in His name, and they observe the Sabbath, they observe the Passover, days of unleavened bread, Feast of Tabernacles, and so on. In fact, they observe all of the laws except for we no longer feel like we have to do any of the burnt offerings because Christ came, and that was the end of that law as far as what we're concerned. As far as burnt offerings go, where do you say that you know it, it is to continue? That- jesus didn't make offerings because jesus wasn't a levite and if you study the scriptures to find out about Bena israel the children of israel and their lord the priesthood was in the hands of the levite people not the tribe of judah so among jesus's people they would go to jerusalem for the passover and inside the temple of the ark where the ark of the covenant was it was the high priest of the tribe of Livy, or Levites only, who did the burnt offering. The other tribes didn't do that. Only the Levites did it. They were the priests that represented the 12 tribes. Jesus was a Judite. So when the Levites did the burnt offering, they were doing it for all 12 tribes. And because Jesus went to the Passover four different times in the book of John, then he was a part of the burnt offerings that were taking place in Jerusalem. you understand the point I'm trying to make? That there was 12 tribes of Israel, and the tribe of Levi, as they call them, was the priesthood, and they're the only ones who were allowed into a certain section of the temple. You do a little research to find out that the way the temple in uh, in Jerusalem is set up, it has three chambers to it, and the Holy of Holies is the place where the burnt offering took place, and only the high priest was allowed in there, and the high priest were the Levites. Jesus wasn't one of them. Are these the same people that Jesus at one time himself called hypocrites? No, you're talking about the priests. Of Judah, that's uh-huh. the one that was there when he raised Lazarus in the Book of John again, and they bore witness to him and his miraculous power, and openly identified him as the Messiah when the last hour came. They denied him. Mm-hmm. No, that was not the Levites. That was the Judites, because he was always referring to the priests, the Pharisees. He dealt, dealt with the Pharisees and he dealt with the tribe of Judah. Throughout the book. that's why they keep saying in saying John, the Jews, the priests of Jews came to him, or the Pharisees came to him. They never even talk about the Levites because it was blasphemy to talk about the Levites and would result in immediate stoning to death in this time. By Judaic law, you never spoke about the priesthood. So they had a priesthood in each tribe, but they're called rabbis, whole legions to the head of the church, which was the Levitical covenant, which is the priest who had the apron with the 12 stones.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So Jesus did, up until the day of his passing on to the greater life, did observe the burnt offering as an Israelite. Yes. I agree with
1: that. And, it, it, and that's
0: it, a disagreement to what you said earlier. It's what said he didn't. Okay, up until the time, okay, then I stand corrected. Now, when I, mean, I say up until his passing, I think you think I'm saying he got crucified in 33. I'm saying he died at 120 years old. Up until the time he died at 120 years old, all right? Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. Yes. And the Lord said, my spirit, and as a singular, shall not always thrive with man. Shall not always dwell with man. Right? Right. For that he, which is a single individual, not a group, mm-hmm. also is flesh. Now, if Christians acknowledge that the Messiah, Jesus, claimed to have been before Abraham, was, I was, he said, and back in the beginning, according to St. John, then Jesus was back in the books of Genesis, correct? That's correct? And if they speak throughout John, where Jesus used a prophecy, where they find me in the books of Moses, they say, you find me mentioned in the law of Moses in the book of John, right? That's right. But then the Christian preachers who are trying to be smart and out trick the world, they never quote the five books of Moses on Jesus. They quote Daniel and Isaiah and Jeremiah which are the book of the prophets and they're not the five books of Moses when you ask them to give you reference to Jesus in one of the five books of Moses they can't do it tell me somewhere where Jesus is mentioned in either Genesis Exodus Leviticus Deuteronomy or numbers the five books what they do is they refuse reference to Moses book and Moses didn't have anything to do with the books of Isaiah or Jeremiah or, you know, or Joel or or the other books that they
4: use to make reference to Jesus. The only book, go ahead. I'm not prepared. I don't have my notes with me. The only way that I learned this was from my minister, and he has made reference all the way from Genesis throughout Revelations
0: with the prophecies concerning Jesus Christ, and that's how I learned. I beg to differ with you. I guarantee you. That if you went back to your minister and asked him to show you in Genesis Jesus, correct? He yeah. can't show you Genesis and Jesus according to Christian doctrine. He can use the book of the prophets. And we have, we have from this week to next week when you could return with your minister or with the references. He will not do it. I have the collection of the Seventh-day Venice, the Jehovah Witness, the Pentecostals. I have the whole library of all of their commentaries. I, I keep them around me as I'm writing books to make reference to them. I uh, In which I disagree with the doctrines of all those you just named. How about, which, well, which doctrine do you believe in? I believe in just the doctrine of uh, Christianity, mm-hmm. not, uh, not a specific label, because uh-huh. when you get into labels, that's when you get into different uh, 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 practices. Or well, anything. is it Christianity a label? No, we call ourselves Christians uh, because we're saying we're being like Christ, and that comes from during well, I'm, Okay, I'm just, they wouldn't a Baptist be saying he's a Christian, and a Baptist because Jesus sent them out to baptize, and thus they are like Christ too? And wouldn't the Pentecostal be saying he is like Christ insofar as the day of Pentecost, which is 50 days after the so-called crucifixion came and the Spirit alighted on them according to the books of Acts, and thus they were like Christ too? I mean, wouldn't he therefore any denomination of Christianity that uses any title that is found in one of those books be able to say that they're Christ-like? Because I assume, that if we looked at you, then we should see the image of Christ in your practices if we stay with Christ like, right? Exactly. Okay, let me ask you a question. Did Christ or did Christ not have a beard? Yes, he did. Why don't you then? Do? Well, I don't grow beards. <laughs> you, you can't <laughs> grow beards? Because, like I said, I think. Can you uh, grow a beard? Um, I don't know. I've tried once before. Can you wear a robe? Yes, I can wear a robe. Did Christ wear a robe? Yes, that's the form of the clothes in which they wore during that time. And in Moses' time, which is 2,000 years before Jesus. Well, they didn't have pants. They did have pants. They, they called did? them two Yes, they did. Okay. They wore them under their robes. That's, that's where I get the thing about after the crucifixion or the time of the crucifixion. Well, well see, we don't even have to talk about the crucifixion. Let's talk about Jesus when he received his anointment in the Jordan by John the Baptist. Right? Where many people say that's when the Holy Spirit alighted upon him to reside there forever.
1: Correct? Uh-huh.
0: Now, right after that, we could say that he had reached his point of completion. He was in his totality as a human being as well as a spiritual being. Before he went to the cross or Calvary as Christians would have it and became totally divine according to their doctrine. At this time, we're looking at a son of man and a son of God. He's a son of man and so far was conceived to the woman was a mortal marriage. A son of God insofar so far as the Spirit came down out of heaven to a light upon him. Right. So we have both of that to be said. Do you follow him as a son of man, or do you follow him as a son of God, or do you follow him as both? We follow him, I would say, as both. Then you should not only do what he did spiritually, you should do what he did in practice also as a son of man.
2: Okay, so then we
4: go by what the teachings of uh, the apostles or his disciples at that time uh, uh, who said that, you know, he told them to do that. Right. I agree, yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, within the doctrine, they, there's nowhere that specifies us to uh, continue in some of the old laws. Uh, yes, and it which, does. does not, it does. Uh, I mean, other than the fact that... He, he said, because it will abide with you forever in St. John chapter 1. Uh-huh. He says it will abide with you forever. So that means to me and you both, forever means forever. Yes, forever means yes, forever. Yes, so if some man comes along, me and you have. Yes as, let's say, people have to be very careful of men. As some man comes along and alters Jesus' teachings to suit his present environment or his economic level or whatever he pursues, shouldn't we use the doctrine of Jesus, the Scripture, as our criteria? Yeah,
3: sure. And if Jesus
0: said in Revelation 4, 4, that the elders around the throne, they were in heaven when he saw them, with clothes in white, and himself, when they described him in description, he had on a white robe down to his ankles uh-huh. and if we are going to be like him and can't get to the Father unless we pass through him and set our padding and lifestyle after him and claim to be Christ-like, then shouldn't our first stages be to emulate his way of life? Without Paul's opinion or Matthew or Mark or Luke's opinion, but let's first get to what the master Jesus himself said, and then let's get the stories from those who said things about him. So the things that we can find in the scripture that are clear, not decisive, but clear about things that he did, should we establish those things first so we're nearer to him and then start going into what the men around him saw him do or, or said he said? But we should start off with the things that is very clear about him.
1: Right. And we covered
0: a couple of them. I mean, Jesus fell on his face and he prayed. He prostrated his body to the ground and prayed. Correct. That's correct. Do they do that in your church? No. Is that to say that when I get on my knees, do I pray in vain? No. It's to say that if you want to be like Jesus, do what Jesus did. If you don't, then you're not like Jesus. Whether it's vain or not, that's between you and your Creator. I'm saying if we imitate Jesus, then we imitate Jesus. But if we want to keep the creases in our pants and imitate Jesus, then we're not imitating Jesus. Jesus fell on his face and he prayed. But So, therefore, if we follow him, we also should fall on our face and pray because that works for him but didn't everyone during that time if it was a king or whatever they always fell on their face whether it was a king i agree or with you anyone. i agree with you but so jesus, it was be a custom of theirs. no it well. was a law because it's in the book of daniel also and jesus made reference to the book of daniel as y'all read early. so this must be a law given to them from whom who sent the law moses also fell on his face and prayed who sent the law to these people our heavenly father right yes. who was jesus's father also Correct? correct. And he told Jesus to fall on his face and pray and Moses fell on his face and pray and Abraham fell on his face and pray and daddy fell on his face and pray. So why do we feel that we have the right to modernize it? On all of those men, the distance between Abraham to Jesus was greater than the distance between Jesus and you and I. Jesus was only 2000 years ago. He was over 5,000-some-odd years between him and Abraham, and he managed to still do what Abraham did, still dress the way Abraham dressed without modernization or alteration or innovation by maybe the devil who might be trying to get you and I to live in his image, like the book of Revelation says, Mm -hmm. to dress like him and to think like him. We're emulating the Roman culture when Jesus said, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and unto the Lord what is the Lord. He made it very clear he had no intention of following the custom of the Romans, but rather he was going to keep the ancient practices of his father Abraham. And he said, If you really followed Abraham, then you would follow me. I mean he said that. Yes. So that was over five thousand years ago, and Jesus did not alter Melah Ibrahim. One dot nor one tittle. So we must follow what Jesus did if we expect to be saved by Jesus. If not, say we like things Jesus said, we like things Jesus did, but we don't feel we should follow them all today because this is just your world and the devil has a grip on our better judgment. Well, then, okay, if you can explain to me uh, why we should continue in burnt offerings as well as the other law. I have no argument with the laws and continuing the laws, but I'm speaking of burnt offerings because those were a part of the laws. Now, do you follow the burnt offerings? I mean, do you still do that? And why don't you do it every day? Like, this is you know, going to sound funny to you. It's okay. really going to sound funny. It's going to sound like I'm making a joke, but, but I'm not. Like, and I'm not, not towards you. Not at you at all. Follow um, me. Do you realize why black people have barbecue? No, I don't know that. Oh, you did? I mean, I well, I'll tell it. you this. In ancient Judaic teaching it was unlawful. Think now, after the rebuilding of the temple, right? When they left Babylon and rebuilt the temple under Haggai, just after them, when Darius gave them leave out of Babylon, when the, the Nebuchadnezzar had died, they went back. The books of Israel tells you the story in the Bible. They went back to Jerusalem and rebuilt the temple. From then on, any time a man performed a burnt sacrifice according to Judaic teachings as well as the teachings of Muhammad who was the comforter of Father Jesus when we sacrifice any animal that we intend to eat according to the law of Leviticus we must do it in the name of the Heavenly Father otherwise it is not kosher or as we call it halal lawful kosher and halal means the same thing clean and lawful you follow so any creature that we sacrifice and anytime you eat a piece of chicken or a piece of steak or any other animal It has been killed in the name of the Heavenly Father, or it wasn't. So to go another direction now? By all means, yes. Okay,
4: I I want to respond to something that I I heard on one of your tapes and I read in a couple of your books. Uh, I've just read these things lately last week. Um, You
0: say that mathematically and scientifically impossible for certain things to happen, such as this star that the wise men saw, the three wise men.
4: Uh, You spoke on something about that.
0: Yes, and I, saw, I, I really got confused, and I had a problem with that because uh, with God being the father of science and math, I mean, what could possibly be impossible for him, uh, seeing right. how right. he had such events as uh, in Isaiah and right. all the way in Joshua, mm-hmm. the events of the sun stopping, which, which would have caused it. Those are not incidents. Those are predictions of things that would happen. The sun stopping and stars falling, the sky becoming black. I'm sorry, I disagree with that. You say okay, prophecies? Yes, both of those. Were, were speaking to Jeremiah was a prophet receiving prophecies of events that would take place in his time or after him. Well, can can I just read a verse? By all us? means, yes, out of Isaiah 38: 7, so we'll see where God. He says, "And this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that he has spoken, which he showed Hezekiah a sign that the sun would go back ten degrees." And we know from science that the sun actually went back, what would happen. I mean, we'd have earthquakes and everything. But here he's saying, unless I, I misinterpret the degrees on the sundial, for it to go backwards. Um, can you explain that for me? I believe Sure. verse 7. Yeah, in, I'm, I'm right in. with you. And okay. the thing about it is, what you said was perfect. You will do exactly what I said. And this will what? Number 7, this what? This, okay, this shall, shall be. be. This is a prediction. This will happen. Not this has happened. This shall be a sign. Signs in the scriptures are miracles. This shall be a miracle unto thee. The Lord, right? Yes. From the Lord. That the Lord will do these things that he hath spoken. But it was within that year, of course, right? Go on. Read it. Behold, I will bring again the shadow of the... Oh, go ahead. The shadow of the degrees, mm-hmm. which has gone down in the sundial of... How you pronounce it? Azha? Yeah. Azha. Okay. Azha. Mm-hmm. Um, ten, ten degrees backwards. Ten degrees he backwards. He said he will do this. That's right. Not he has done it. We, right now, two, I think it was three days ago, we just did that. We just turned our clock back one hour. We have all this time because of the motion of the planet, not the motion of the sun. But, you got to remember, I'll let you have it again, Okay. But you got to remember, back then, These men thought that they really did, because these are men talking, not the Heavenly Father, Man talking to man thought that the sun was really moving. They didn't find out that the sun was not moving until about the 17th century, and they found out the planet was moving. Men back then, in biblical times, wrote things because they thought the sun was actually rising and setting, which we know doesn't move. It's a planet that's moving. Go ahead. So... In saying that, then, um, I'm really saying me and you have to be careful when we take the words of men who made predictions without inspiration from the Heavenly Father, but use his name. This is a mortal prediction. This is not a prediction from the Father. In those days, go back to 38.1. In those days was what? Was Hezekiah sick unto death, and Isaiah the prophet. Which meant the man with the power to predict the prophet. Right. The came, son of Amos came unto him and said right. of him. This says the Lord. That's right. Now house. him speaking. So if you read it, you're going to see where he stops using the Heavenly Father and starts to predict for himself. He, the Heavenly Father predicts a bunch of events is going to happen, and then he says, and all of these things will be a sign for you. You have to read the scripture by what it's saying, not by what we like it to say. Right. So if you read straight from... One all the way down to seven. You'll see at seven the point now we're going to and this shall be a sign. This is really talking about what took place in thirty seven thirty five of the same book, Isaiah. It's continuing. The event is confirmed in the second book of Kings, the twentieth chapter, the 8th verse. That's the prophecy they're talking about. If you read the second King twenty eight, you'll see it. Second Kings twenty
4: eight. Oh, you don't want me to read that right you now. You can.
0: If you wish, you can. I'm just saying, you can write it or you can read it. You'll find out that these are future events. And the book of Kings was written almost a thousand and a half years after the book of Isaiah. What I'm trying to say is when you go back to Judaic prophecy, you've got to use the Judaic calendar. You've got to understand that they use the word Lord, uh, which they use Adonai, which can be applied to a man at times and applied to the Heavenly Father. Usually when Israel refers to the Heavenly Father, refers to him as Hashem or refer to him as Elo, which is a single from Elohim, or but when they breathe the word Jehovah. But when they use the word Lord, Lord is a very touchy word in the scriptures because it can apply to men as well as the heavenly father. And it has been known to be scrambled up in, amongst the two. Okay, okay. Um, one last question, and now will let the tell about the answer. Um, because I guess you can tell by now, I, I do still believe that Jesus Christ was crucified. And um, in fact, Uh, I think that Paul was an apostle because I can't see how a a man did certain things. But uh, what I want to say is that... Back up. You can't see how a man did certain things like what? Uh, What did Paul do? Just the way in which everything that he wrote about um, the greatest poets today, because we know that in any other given time, I mean, through no other revelations, I mean, Paul was a man who studied the law, it's true, but uh, his life changed. I mean, why... Why, how can you account for such a drastic change in a man? I mean, he had the best. You know, he was well, I can, I can account for a, such a drastic change in a man the same way I can in a man named Nicodemus who was opposed to Jesus being a Pharisee and was at all the dinners and all the suppers where they spoke against Christ and came to him by night, fought with him, listened to his doctrine, didn't support him, but at the time uh, when Jesus had to be uh, protected when he took judas's body off the cross, he's one of the people who came to represent him. Uh-huh. I mean, there was a soldier who Jesus took and brought his son who was dying and healed him, brought him back to life, basically. Right. And he was a Sanhedrin and he supported Jesus. I don't see anything in any teaching that Paul put forth that is so unique. I don't see anything in any of his books. I read all the scriptures and I don't see anything. I see, if anything, I see abundance of contradiction against Jesus. Where Paul tried to stop circumcision, where Paul tried to stop baptism, where Paul tried to went out and taught Gentiles and Jesus told him not to teach Gentiles, I teach Paul as, a, as a, a tyrant trying to alter Jesus' teaching so he could get his own glory out of it. Paul introduced them to a man named Bar Jesus, who was a sorcerer and a, a magician and a false prophet. Paul is the one who took them to Antioch and changed their name from Israelites to Christians and made them worshipers of Christ as opposed to Christ's father, who Christ hundreds of times told him that he's not greater than he who sent him. I see Paul as the, the, the worst thing that ever happened to the Christian world. But, of course, because there is a heaven and hell, we all are entitled to make the decision of which direction we want to go in. Okay, do you, do you agree that uh, Peter was definitely an apostle? I have no problem with Peter. you think he was a chief apostle? No, I don't. You don't think that he was a chief do No, I, don't. I think John was because Jesus kept calling him, John, my beloved. John, yeah. my beloved. Peter was just the one, even at the end of the book of John, when Jesus got up to walk away and they didn't recognize who he was and Peter came with him, he said, come here. Then he said, John came with him, he said, that's John, my beloved. And he spoke about John being able to live even after he's dead forever and the disciples got upset. And if you go right to the book of St. John, the 21st chapter, and start reading it, you'll see that Jesus wrote John off as if John was like going to live with him even after death. And the disciples got upset. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay, well then, you do agree that Peter was there when Jesus taught certain things. So he would have had uh, firsthand knowledge pretty much. And, and uh, uh, if someone came in who spoke of another gospel other than... No, one, I agree with you. But okay. I, I don't have any problem with Peter himself. My brother, the problem is... I'm, and, and, I mean, uh, I'm with you, 100%. Uh, I'm, now okay. what, I, what I need you to do, which All is right. going to probably shock you, is now you've got to go find out when Peter wrote these letters in 62 and 64, during that period of time, Paul... Peter and Barnabas were together. They socialized. Later on, when Barnabas and Peter tried to get Paul to go amongst the disciples to debate with them about this new doctrine, Paul would not go. He went past Jerusalem and went on into Arabia. It wouldn't go with them. So Peter and Barnabas turned against Paul. Now, you, you want to you want to see that? I think, yes. I mean, I, I know that he did. If I have persecuted
4: people and, and, and killed Stephen and, and everything like that. I'd be afraid to go. <laughs> so why to should we? Too.
0: So why should we accept uh, what Peter said about Paul while Paul was traveling with them? It was good, as opposed to what Peter said about Paul when he found out that Paul was trying to alter the teaching? But if you go back in history, I mean, there are other people who were disciples and eyewitnesses to uh, the things that happened, and uh, it's documented in history and, and right, other people. I agree. And so John was the main one, because John said, I record what I have seen and heard, the book of John. None of the other ones say that. I agree with you, but none of the other, none of the other disciples say that. All the other ones say they put down what they felt. They put down what they felt. That's right. Well, then, well why? If, can you explain the fact of Matthew, um, it'll be just like sir, me sitting here talking to you right now, and I ask you, well, repeat to me what I just said the last five minutes, because these people are documented parables in which Jesus spoke. And the only account that I can give for that is where Jesus says to them that the uh, Comforter will come back to them and bring everything to their remembrance, whatever he has taught them. So, my, my son, this, what you're saying is that, therefore, I should take Matthew's book and use it as a form of guidance, right? I do. <laughs> Who wrote Matthew's book? Who wrote it? I yes. Matthew
4: wrote Turn it. Turn to the
0: ninth chapter of Matthew. Okay. The ninth verse.
4: Ninth,
0: ninth chapter, ninth, ninth verse. Ninth chapter, ninth verse. This is the book of Matthew, chapter okay. 9, verse 9. Uh huh. And Jesus passed forth from thence. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at the what? At the receipt of custom. Uh huh. And he said unto him, Follow me. And right. he rose and followed him. Uh-huh. Now, if Matthew wrote this book, why didn't he say, and as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw me. Whose name is Matthew. He said he saw a man named Matthew, talking in the second person or even the third but some person is talking up to somebody about some obviously else. whoever wrote the chapter, ninth chapter of Matthew was not Matthew. But well, doesn't the Bible throughout the whole Bible speak sometimes of a uh, second person? I mean, you look in the Psalms, well, David. Well show me show me well, show me another place where I can see that. Because I mean this is real clear where you know, it's easy to go, you know, from a fact, book, you know, to a, a probable, book. but this is clear that Weber this ninth verse is not Matthew, and it's in the book of Matthew. That's what I'm trying to say. So tell me how I could believe that the whole book of Matthew came from Matthew, when Matthew's 9, 9 didn't come from Matthew. Okay. All right, so then who do you say you don't know exactly who it came from? Is that what you're saying? No, I said you don't know who it came from. I said, I don't know who it came from. I'm saying the Christian world don't know. They, they don't know who they're following. They got their book all confused. They don't uh-huh. know who they're following. Okay. Well, like I said, the only explanation I can give to that is the fact that they do speak in that tense where, uh, and like I said, in Psalms it says the Lord. Let me see one. Psalm where? Uh, let me find it. Uh, oh. For instance, who would be speaking? And if this prophecy, or if it isn't about Jesus, uh, Psalms one ten, where he would say, "The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit at thy right hand." What, what does he I'm mean? glad if you, you picked one. Of, that's a very good one because that's the p- point I was trying to make to you earlier when I said the word "Lord" is used out of context. Am I said They use the word "Lord" out of context. And sometimes they refer to men and they got people thinking they referring to the Heavenly Father? Yes. Well, yes. they use the word Lord because in ancient Hebrew as well as Arabic, the word as Sayyid is also Lord or Master, as well as the word Rabbi is also Lord or Master. As well as the word Molana is also Lord or Master. Now let me say the difference. Mm-hmm. A rabbi was a spiritual teacher, a Molana was a learned person, and a Sayyid was just a person of respect, the head of the house. And oftentimes in the scriptures, they make the mistake when they translate of just saying, bless the Lord, O my soul. And they were talking about the Lord of a house or a tribe and not the heavenly father. They made that mistake. Because I've always brought Christians back to this from the illusion when they get to the 22nd Psalm and they get confused. They think that that's talking about Jesus when it's talking about David. Read the 22nd Psalm, chapter 1.
4: 22nd Psalm, chapter 1.
0: While somebody? Why you there, Mike? Why you there? Prepare to go to Matthew 27:46 because Matthew 27:46 gives the same statement, and only this time they say saying Jesus on the cross saying it. This is the book of Psalms of David, which was written thousands of years before Jesus was on earth, right? Right. And they record the same saying. This was like, oh, uh, this was written in 460 B.C.E. by David, Solomon, and Asaph. All right. Right now, that's the Book of Psalms. Right now, when you go down to Psalm 22, you read, "My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me?" Now Christians tell people that that's Jesus. This was before Jesus. This was not even a prophecy about Jesus. This was speaking to the chief musicians of Asela and Shahar. This is about David himself, who a lot of Christians don't even know was crucified, but they don't follow Judaic teachings. They grab Paul who followed the wrong teachings, who was a Pharisee who dropped the teachings and followed a false prophet called Bar Jesus, who had Christians worshiping a man named Bar Jesus instead of the real Jesus. This is David who got crucified. And if you read the whole thing, the whole chapter 22, there'll be certain things set in this chapter that'll tell you that it could not be Jesus. They speak about where he was at, how he sung with the harp, how he sung on the mountain when he was being delivered, and when they passed him in the side, and they passed his hands in his feet. All that's in this chapter. But it's not Jesus. It's, it's David. Okay. and Christians don't even know that. Okay. It's David was crucified. All right. So so say that Matthew didn't write this book. Say that someone else wrote it. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Wouldn't this be as if I come up right now today and I write a book about. President Reagan getting killed and uh, uh, or had, dying of a heart attack when he actually died of kidney failure, and then I write a book and this book gets accepted all the way down the yeah. line. Right. How can it be accepted if they if, if no one was there to say, hey, this didn't happen? So then I'll tell you how. I mean, the how same way the Book of the Mormons got accepted, and there's millions of Mormons following a man who came along. And founded the Mormon Church and said an angel came to him and he is a new revelation. And there's millions of Mormons believing the Bible of the Mormons is authentic. Do you believe in the Bible of the Mormons? No. Well, that's a book that's accepted by millions and millions of people throughout this country, mainly, right? You heard about it, right? Yes, I have. Oh well, that's how it happens. Men do come along who are very influential and do write books. And lay the impression in the minds of people that it's true because they want to believe in that person. The fact of this here, what we're talking about, does not lie in the King James or the St. Jerome or the New Standard or the Canonized version of the Bible. The facts of these scriptures we're talking about come out of the original theoretic Arabic language. The language that Jesus and them were speaking, not in the translation by some, some American Christian preacher who has not studied the languages, doesn't know the history of the people or the culture of the people, but deal with a uh, version of a version of a translation of a translation and a million other opinions and he's driving a lot of good people like yourself who may have a sincere heart and want to be on the path of righteousness he's taking y'all away from the comforter and what about what about those who do know the language and uh like who like who yeah name a person or is that what you're saying name a person that's what like who generally means like who who. name the person well like, like who like uh, uh, Josephus uh, Flavius, like uh, a lot of the historians. No. Who in your congregation knows the language?
4: Who in my congregation knows, knows the, the language?
0: language of Jesus? My I, minister. Uh, he knows Aramic? Yes. He, he knows speaks. Arabic. Well, he knows Hebrew. He knows Greek. And I don't know how many others. I think he knows about ten other languages. And he's not the only one. I, you know? I love, he, he's American black man? No, he's not. He's white. Oh, Okay. Well then, that's was, another whole thing then. All right. Okay, I won't. Well, that's another whole thing. Jesus wouldn't touch a white person, so I ain't gonna do with that. He wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter fifteen. Jesus wouldn't touch that woman, so mm-hmm. I don't wanna do with it. But didn't he then grant her what she <laughs> wanted? <won? laughs> no, he didn't. Read it. She gave it to herself. He said, "Be unto you as thou wilt." Not well. This. Why was he even? Well, why? Because he was impressed by her faith. He said he was, but he mm-hmm. didn't touch her. He said, "Be unto thee as thou wilt." Well, and in the Bible, he said about the father. What he said in the Lord's prayer about the will of the Father, that thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But that woman, he didn't say that the Father's will. He said, your daughter is made whole by your will, by well, your faith. Well, throughout the whole Testament, we, he speaks of uh, according to your faith. If your faith is strong enough, no matter what you are, who you what are. he's speaking to who he came to and who did he come to. He came to the lost sheep of Joseph. Do not go to, into the way of the Gentiles nor the Samaritans. Don't go there. So, therefore, Jesus was a racist, because he told people, don't go to anybody but my people. But he was just fulfilling the promise that was made way in the Old Testament. Right. But, but, he if, he, to you're right. To but if he was, you're right, if he was fulfilling the prophecy that was made, then in fulfilling that prophecy, he was only sent to who? To the lost sheep. So, is that racist or not? Yes or no? I don't agree
1: that it's racist. If I'm
0: white and I only come to white people, then am I racist or not? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Yes. If Jesus wasn't a Judite and only came to Judites in a place where Act 1 tells us there was many different tribes of people, when they think about tongues in Act 1, they think all about all these different tribes, the Gileans, the Chaldeans, all these different people, but he signaled out one stock of people, is that racism, yes or no? <laughs> yes or no? I I just can't I can't uh see it as racism. Because it? if it's racism, if I don't like a white person and he comes to me, no matter what he asked for, I wouldn't say I grant you this uh-huh. on your faith. He I, didn't I wouldn't say anything. But Jesus did he didn't say anything at first if you read well, it. Well because why was her daughter healed? Because of her faith. She did it, because Jesus was not the heavenly father. The heavenly father could step in and do it. Jesus didn't do it. Jesus wouldn't even answer her. It says right there, he answered her not a word. He did exactly what you said you would do. You would not answer. And that's exactly what he did. He didn't have the power to do nothing, so it says he answered her not a word. And then she went after him and right. begged him. So Jesus did what you said. He saw her and said, I can't heal this woman, so he didn't say anything. He was being polite, but he pursued it plan. Right, and then he said, uh, you know, it is not me to, to take the children's bread, to cast it to dogs. What did he call that woman? He called her a dog. That's racism, brother. Okay. But at the same time, then Jesus answered and said, "O oh, woman, great is thy faith. That's what I say. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. As thou oh, wilt. Whatever, whatever you want, I say, be it unto you, That's a nice, I have The only, only different thing about what you read and said was you added the first person singular in there, and that's not the Bible. You said, I said. He didn't say that. He said, be it unto you as you will, not as I will. Now, you can add it in there if you feel like But of course, you know what the book of Revelation says about adding things into the Bible. Right. But if he said, "Be it unto you as I will," then uh, it's not mattering what what kind of faith she has anyway. Everything in life depends on your faith. So what did he he he... say to her? Then what did he say? Be it unto thee. As? Okay. Be it unto thee. Where is it? Um. Unto thee, even as thou wilt. So uh, whose will is being done? His or her? Her will. So Jesus didn't do it then. No, he didn't do it because okay. that's, all, that's my point, that he didn't do it. He let her do it himself. I'm not saying, now, now let me correct this. I'm not saying don't be compassionate to white people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying for us to hate white people because a lot of their children have been brainwashed into hating us. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we have to, we, Jesus was sent to his own. Moses was sent down into Egypt to pick out a specific people and take them out. I have no argument with that. All right, so these men were racist. They were racist. They they did racist things. They went for one race of people. That's called racism. You follow? But when I say it, I got to be some kind of madman. When I say I have to come from Sudan to America to seek out my race of people and teach them first. And my race of people includes Blacks, Latinos, Cubans, Malaysians who have been mixed and scattered all over the world. I am not sent for the white race. If a white person, male or female, comes to me and asks me to bless them, I would tell them I don't have the power to do that. Turn to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is not narrow-minded like I am. (laughs) You see, He doesn't see it the way I see it. Let me just finish. I was sent on a mission to a specific people. That's all I can do. You can probably go to the Heavenly Father, and he might prefer you over me. I can't make the decisions for our Father who art in heaven. I can only make decisions for who I'm sent to. I was sent to the lowest of the low. People have been brought down to the bottom to make the meek, which is you, and give you the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding to some found the wise, which is what we're doing. Was Jesus a just man? Was Jesus a, a fair, compassionate? Uh... As any man, yes, he was. He was a very loving, very compassionate, very warm person, but he told them, he told his disciples, the sign of my people is that they have love between each other, not other people. What well, questions? Go ahead. We know that um, things like uh, greed and lust and hatred and racism is a state of mind <laughs> in which no man could get to heaven if he had that type of mind, because his character would not be that in which God wants him to be able to rule people, right? Like and regardless race, of what race he is. That's so, right. So
2: how can he be a racist and still be I called I think you've
0: my point. I, I must be. I say that. See? Jesus was not the heavenly father. He was sent from the father. Okay? Now, and he was sent from the father to seek out that which was lost, which was the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and use use the term only, which was Judah. All right? I am sent to my own people, my own, but my own receiveth me not. You understand? understand? But as many of them that do, and see what the Christians do, they say as many as do, and he didn't say that. He said as many of them that do to them I give power to become the son of God he was talking about his own it's like me saying I have been sent to America to raise my people here and they don't accept me the Sunni Muslims hate my guts without even investigating me right right and now I said but as many of them that do accept me I will take them into the kingdom of heaven see how I'm saying see how I'm putting that now once I'm dead someone could come along and say see, what he said is I came to the black race of people in America, and all of them didn't accept me. But anybody who did accept me, black, white, yellow, orange, purple, green, or statues, they can go into heaven. That's how y'all translate something, which that's what the Greeks did to y'all. But in the language, in the ancient language of the scriptures, it doesn't say that. Well, so when was, uh, wasn't there a time that he was supposed to come to the uh, other people? Yes, there is a time. Isn't there, wasn't there, in fact, if we have that the disciple Paul didn't go, who would have gone to the Gentiles? That's who would not, have? Uh, Now, here's where I'm going to sound cruel. That is not my concern because the Heavenly Father didn't make it his concern. His concern was that he sent Jesus to a specific people. And I don't have a right to, you know, to add my concerns in his assignment. So if Almighty intended for all man to be raised, All over the world, he will do that the way he plans. I cannot interject on the heavenly father's plan. I can only quote to you what's in the scripture. And the moment I I start quoting you outside of the scripture, then I'm not playing fair. The scripture says that Jesus was a racist. He was sent to a specific race of people and he was trying to save them. And as many of them that he was able to save, they were called the sons of God and would have the power to reside in heaven with him. That's what the scripture says. He doesn't mention the other tribes. In fact, he mentions them and in a negative connotation where he says, don't go to the Gentiles and don't go to the Samaritans because it wasn't time. Well, that's, that's me me and you can hope for that because we'd like to believe that all human beings can be saved. That's a good hope, but that's not what's written, so it's not said at it. I'm saying that you know, he did say not to go there because it was a promise that God made, and we know that God doesn't go back on his word, so he had to come there. Christians, uh well, I'd say Christians, sure. yeah, right. don't have a problem with that. Now, maybe professing Christians might, but Christians know that he came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Only, only. So how do, they, how do they justify having a Gentile preacher? Because after Jesus Christ was crucified, which is when, in fact, the apostles or the disciples who we know were cowards and, and just— you know, they didn't have much faith at all. But after the crucifixion, that's when they got the Holy Spirit in them, if you're looking at. We know that that's when the no no, 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 no. When we look at Acts, my son, and we get to the day of Pentecost, what y'all Christians are mixing up with a new Christian holiday was no more than a jubilee of Judaic teaching. The jubilee happens every 50 years in the Judaic calendar with, and at a uh, what they call a season change. It was a custom, like a religious ritual. Uh, let me tell you why I say that. Because what you use in Acts act is that the Holy Spirit came on the disciples then, correct? Yes. Well, didn't Jesus meet them in the upper room eight days after the crucifixion and blow the Holy Spirit on them? Okay. So then the Holy Spirit was already there. All right. So, what's the purpose of the Pentecost? If it was already there. What's well, the purpose of the Pentecost? Is yeah. The purpose of the saying that today on the Pentecost David because. That was one of the holy days. It just happened to be that it was going. To, well, I wouldn't even say it just happened to be because we know that you each, said it. It just happened You know, No, still, bro, no bro. I can't say it because each one of the holy days have a significant meaning. Jesus Passover when the right. children came out of Israel. Right. That's why we have Jesus right. was crucified on the Passover. This is the day, listen to what you read in Acts 2. Let's follow the scripture. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, right. this is a day that they're used to. Now, this is nothing new. Pentecost means 50. Uh This is a regular ritual. Now, remember, the book of Luke was written in the year 61 in Rome, not in Judea. It was written after all this happened, way after 50 days. You understand? Uh 51 years after they put this stuff together. So that let's read what it says. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, where were they? Where were the disciples saying when it's a place? If the book was revealed in Rome. Huh? The Okay. But the place they're talking about here is in Judea, in Galilee, 61 years earlier. Oh, now, let me go on. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Now, number three. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Not fire. Like Didn't say it was fire, Uh but put put, the implication it is fire. It was like fire, okay. And it sat upon each of them. Now here we go, four. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Was this something new to them? Because they were filled with the Holy Ghost when Jesus blew the Spirit on them before. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost when the angel came to her to tell her she was going to conceive John the Baptist. Mary was conceived of the Holy Ghost when the angel Gabriel came to her to tell her she was going to give birth to Jesus. So having the Holy Ghost descend upon you was nothing new. It already happened. But now Can here we make an utterance. In another couple of lines, we're going to find out that what y'all are calling tongues and interpreting it as gibberish is something totally different. Let's see what the Bible says. I have is. no argument with that. Like I said, I don't really agree. I don't agree we're at all. Let's finish it first. And, number four, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other or different other tongues. I meant that they was going from shalom to salam to assalamu. They started speaking different languages, and different tongues. That. Not, you know what I'm saying? I understand it that. says now. Here's how you know with other tongues as the Spirit gave them to utter. The Spirit. What was unique about that day is that the Spirit descended upon them miraculously and gave them the power to speak other people's languages. And it's going to tell you that. But, and they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Judah, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Right. Number six, now when this was noised or made known abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own blood
1: his own language.
0: Language. I mean, I see that you understand that, but I'm saying that for other Christians who may not see that. This is talking about languages of people who gathered from different parts of the world. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are, all, are not all these which speak the Galileans? Now, here they say, are all these men of one tribe and language? How is it, number eight, and how hear we every man in his own tongue Wherein we were born see that so how is it that if they're all delayed and they only speak one language? How can we hear them speaking in our different languages, which we all have been speaking since we were kids? And then it goes on and gives you the names of the nation And if a person takes the time to study any Bible dictionary under the name of the nation It'll show you that each one of these names is assigned to a different place that has a different language That was a miracle of Pentecost the right. fact that the Spirit gave them the power to go out and teach Jews who were speaking different languages, not people of different nationalities, but it said in Jerusalem in number five, Jews, I think, or, or Judah, right? right? From where? From all over, from every nation under heaven So the original okay. lost tribe of Judah, which are your people, was scattered throughout the world.
1: Exactly. They were
0: lost into every tribe and every nation. This is the lost seed of the house of Israel, right? He I sent agree. them. Out to find the lost sheep of the house of Israel and to redeem them, to reclaim them to salvation, that if they acknowledge that he had come in the flesh, your father, I got it. And that he was sent from the Father who art in heaven as his son on earth, that he had the power to turn men into sons of God and would give them the right to reign with him in heaven forever. That's what Jesus is teaching. The racism comes in when he says, only the tribe of Judah, the Lord chief of the house of Israel only. And if Paul decided to take it upon himself to go and keep Gentiles in every nation, and if Paul helped them in doing that, that's a wonderful thing. I don't argue with that. But it was not what Jesus was sent to Do you understand? I have no problem with okay. that. Um, those things I have no problems with, In the, the Christians, I know that the Pentecost of the day say that this is when their church was founded on Pentecost, yet they don't observe the day of Pentecost. So, you know, when you say Christians, that's what I have an argument about, is that when you say Christians, you have two different kinds. You have those who profess to be Christians, who don't follow the laws, who don't do what Christ did, and then you have the other Christians who do as Christ did, with the exception of burnt offerings beard, and a white robe. You know what an elderly intelligent man told me one day? What's that? He said, it's always the so-called righteous who decide who is the unrighteous. What I mean by that is, while me and you are here saying that the Pentecostal church is wrong because they don't do this, 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 and this, the Pentecostal church is in that church band. Those people are wrong because they don't do this, 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 and this. Yeah, but we know that the, we'll know about the fruit on the trees, too. Right. They? And the fruit on the trees is a manifestation of the growth of the seed. And Jesus was the seed of the church was talking about. Correct? Uh-huh. And he did certain things. Now we're back to what I said before. And he did certain things that if you're going to be like him, you must do. You cannot do something Paul said do. If it goes contrary to what Jesus said to you, and Jesus was the root, the seed. You follow? So we've got to learn if you're going to call yourself a Christian, you know, if you're going to do that and say you're Christ like, then do things Christ did dress like Christ, pray like Christ, break bread like Christ, keep Yom Kippur, Rakeshana, keep the Shabbat, do these things, get circumcised on the eighth day, have the Bar Mitzvah, do the things that are falling under the covenant of the prophet Moses for Jesus follow the teachings of the Moses. But if you're going to follow Paul and follow Jesus, the sorcerer who came, then do that. But don't say that you follow Christ and not follow the Lord Moses. Because to to follow the Messiah, Mesha or Messiah, you must follow the Lord Moses, because he followed the law of Moses and took it further than that back to the prophet Abraham. Well I understand it, I, I go um, I believe that Paul went by the laws and just that there are certain things in some of his letters that may say that, well, he is the end of the law, and then a Christian is going to take that and take it totally out of context without understanding the fact that you can't take one line and say, "Hey, that's the end of the law," which a lot of Christians do. So right. You go in there and you talk and you listen to what Paul says, and Paul says, "What you have, well, I quote what you said once before uh, in Romans." God forbid we establish the law. This is Paul talking. Wait a minute, it's not fair to quote Paul on the authority of Paul. <laughs> You have to quote Jesus on your authority of Paul, and Jesus said, one jot nor one temple shall pass from the law. So Paul does not have the right to change any laws, I don't care who he thinks he is, because the Messiah did say that none of the laws should change, not one period, not one vow should be taken out of the scripture. None of it. So Paul can't come along and say, well, we don't have to be circumcised, or we don't have to do this. Well, he cannot do that. He just doesn't have the power to do that, because power was given to Jesus from his father from heaven. Paul was not there. Paul was not given that power from heaven. Paul said that he met Jesus on the roadside, and Jesus anointed him into apostleship. But no one can bear witness to that but Paul and those who said with him. understand? We're talking about what Jesus, the Messiah of Israel, was teaching, not what Paul, who was of Israel and changed his name from Saul to Paul, which is a sign in Israel of conversion. Because if you realize in an orthodox Jewish house today, you cannot even get married if you made a mistake and changed your name for business purposes in America. Meaning, many Jews, because they were being oppressed in this country when they first came here, had to change their name. To American sounding names. You follow that? Yes. And and then when they get ready to get married, the rabbi says you must have a biblical name in order for the rituals of the ceremony to take place. Uh Now, here Paul is a man born with a Hebraic name, Saul, or Shom, and then changes it to Paul, which is a Latin and Greek name, Paul. So he didn't symbolize being converted from the Roman doctrine to Judaism, no, 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 no. He symbolized himself as being converted from ancient Judaic teaching to the Roman influence, But he didn't go from Paul to to Shul. He went from Shul to Paul. I can't trust him when he does that. (laughs) I don't care how you feel about him. I can't trust him when he does things like that. He goes to the law of Moses, which is what he learned from. That's what Jesus learned from. Which is, the day is not to mention what his father gave him straight from heaven, also. Because he kept saying that right down from heaven, the it down to me from heaven. He, he said, I came down. From he said, if you can't understand the things of this world. You tell me not to understand the things of the next. So he what, knew he was talking to ignorant people. So what's the argument? The fact that he taught others to not keep the same law that he himself uh, kept. Our argument is that Jesus had laws that he followed. Follow Jesus, we follow those laws. If Paul says something different than Jesus, then we have to make this decision at the crossroads, do we follow in Jesus' footsteps, or do we follow in Paul's footsteps? I prefer to follow in Jesus' footsteps. You prefer to follow in Paul's footsteps. I will not use the 13 books of Paul as law. I won't bother with the books in the New Testament, as they call it, because they're his opinion and they're not divinely inspired. Not this is from the 66th of the Holy Quran, the 8th verse, and reads, O sustain complete for us life, and forgive us, for surely you have the power over all things. We Allah, wa is not a person of God. Thank you to Allah, Lord of the world. Thank you to the Lord, the Lord, the Are we not the bearers of witness? That nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone, and have no part, and that all gratitude is for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous, eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of His prophets and His apostles, and on the Messiah, the Anointed One, and on the Mahdi, the Guide, and on the Mujaddid, the Reformer which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The
4: Man of the Hour
0: airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAG Radio. Real Radio. <laughs>